Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm where apparently being at 15% volume now blows all of our eardrums out. I'm actually going to cut the music a little bit. I don't know what, what groove music is doing, but that is not an acceptable volume. Anyway, this week we're going to be talking about the world first race for Sigma Scape Savage. It was already done when we did the show last week. Now Sly's actually been in the raid and doesn't have to stay quiet the whole time while he tries not to spoil himself. We could talk a little bit more about the fights, and we also brought on a special guest to do so. But first, I am one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Poverum. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. My boy, Blue, how you doing? Doing good. Go Canes. Um, what? Oh, okay. Uh, Go Canes. I thought you said cocaine. I was like, Sly, demonetized already. You said it. Well, now me. it's demonetized. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Happy. Uh, yeah, I can... I can talk up to a little bit of four before a little bit. I mean, yeah, we did meme pools. Well, hey, listen, meme pools go a long way. So don't don't short yourself on that one slide. And uh, on top of that, we brought on a special guest. Uh, it's not the special guest who challenged me to a rap battle last week. He's not able to make it here. And I'll cover that in a little bit. But we have Rip Taco Bell. Yeah, no Taco Bell for him anymore. He, he missed his opportunity. Uh, joining us this week from the World First Group in Elysium, the group called Wheelchair Emoji, is Kionu. Kio. Hey. I just call him Kio, so Ki saying Kionu there was super unnatural. <laughs> Hello. Unnatural. Kio, how, you doing, how you Kio? doing? Yo, I'm doing great. Thanks I for having so. me. World First? You did it. Yo, I was so excited. I was like shaking for days afterwards. It's great. <laughs> Sounds like you're still shaking now. You're just like... <sighs> Could you feel your feet? I, I could not feel my feet. Okay. I can't escape any anything where there's Elysium members. Fold somehow gets brought up. I can't. Yeah. I can't get away. Always. From it. You always had to bring it up. I didn't this time though. I didn't this time. One Why day. Am I not on the video? One day. Dude, there's so many technical issues. I'm not <clears throat> in the video for some reason. It's just Dwayne. You are. You it's, are. You, you're. <laughs> it's the just, rock. Watch this. Watch this. Whoa. <laughs> It just didn't want to include one of my video. One of my video programs just crashed apparently, and it didn't want to work. So that's three technical errors in one intro. Somehow we've managed that. It's a whole new world record. <laughs> oh man! Uh, thank you for joining us this week, Kyo. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me. Leila was supposed to join us too, but he forgot something very important today. I think personally, uh, last last week in the post show. Uh, I made him a deal that if he wrote a diss track about me, I would personally have Taco Bell sent to his house via the Postmates app. And he's not here, so I can only assume that he's scared. Kyo, do you like Taco Bell? I love Taco Bell. I haven't had Taco Bell in a long See? time. Though. Okay, all right. See? So you're saying that, but you don't actually know if you still <clears throat> like it because you haven't had it in a long time. I mean, why would that change? Why would my taste for Taco Bell suddenly disappear? Because you you grew a heart. You had real tacos. You've had real tacos. That could also play a role. <laughs> I'm just true. gonna you know what, just for the sake of consistency, you don't like Taco Bell. Alright. I don't All need right. I don't I we I don't need more Taco Bell talk on the stream. Thank you for bringing it up, Sly. You're welcome. Thank you. Great. Now you can go to Hooters while you're at it. 
Yeah, boy. Yeah. All right. So this week we're going to be talking exclusively about uh, Sigma Escape Savage because we could only give very brief thoughts on it last Friday because we were trying to cover all of the patches first impressions. And considering we have a rating expert, one who uh, now finally, after all this time, has a world first under his belt, we are uh, we are we're going to get into it. So, Keel, first of all, before we go into each fight. And I guess what the process was for progressing on it and getting through all of it in what was 16 hours total. Um, how did you feel about Sigmascape overall as someone who also did hardcore prog in Deltascape? Overall, um, I was really happy that they sort of incorporated the mechanical gauntlet. That's sort of the progression from Gordius to Midas was just like mechanical gauntlets increased a lot. And Deltascape felt a little slow in comparison. So, like, managing mm -hmm. to throw more mechanics at the same time at you from different angles without dramatically ramping up the difficulty was a really big success, I think, of Sigmascape. Uh, one big thing I want to ask you about, now we'll cover it, I guess, a little bit in detail when we get there. Um, uh, Neo, I'll call him Neo Kefka, just for consistency's sake, Neo Xdev. As a healer, how did you feel about those encounters? Because I see a lot of people from the outside really afraid to heal the Neo Kefka fight, even though they may have done Neo Xdev. Uh, I mean, it's it's daunting when you first get in there, and like when you don't know where your buttons are going, it's really scary. But those those big checks, like you're talking about the heartless angels, heartless archangels, heartless obviously. angels. The fact that he actually auto attacks is another big thing that I think a lot of people forget about. The auto attacks during the heartless angels um, typically are delayed, so you have a lot of time. Mm, okay, um, it's actually much more forgiving than it looks like it is. The major thing is just you actually have a lot of time. You have like three GCDs to get the whole party up to full, and you know between two healers, even with an astro, it's not that bad as long as you plan for it. And it was just sort of like the hard parts when you're deer in headlights. What am I gonna do? But once you sort of have done a few pulls and you've made it through a couple times, you know what you're gonna do. It's not so bad. All right. Well, I'll definitely ask you to elaborate more after we go through some of the fights. Sly, before we start talking about uh, Phantom Train, is there anything you want to throw in here? Yeah. Um, what was the mindset going into Sigmascape? Uh, was there anything you did differently to prepare as opposed to Delta? Uh, honestly, we do similar preparation every tier, which was just running through mechanics from old uh, raids mm -hmm. to get back used to referencing stuff verbally you know it's like if i say um blighted bouquet is coming i want everyone in the raid to know what that means you know we've had some roster changes so if somebody doesn't know what that means and i call that out and they get lost in the middle of a pull you can throw away a pull for no reason so i'm guessing you use that i'm guessing you probably use that in um b3 or seven yeah exactly radar yeah exactly 100 okay. <laughs> percent so does that mean that help it, helping me get through ultimate was just practice for <laughs> <laughs> I, rating a lot of rating like being competitive is staying in shape you know you never have you can never really relax you need to go back and remind yourself about old content all the time so. i'm always in shape games <laughs> this, this, this is my raid shape right here <laughs> as far as i'm concerned all right but awesome one of the fights we actually went back and i'm happy we did was a8 we did um you know, a brute justice again, and we got to experience a double mm -hmm. drill, and that was such a huge deal. And uh, oh, wait, as you know. yeah, well, yeah, we referred to double drill, yeah, with wings of destruction. Yeah, that's a mm -hmm. scary, scary prospect. Double drills, I do not miss them at all. Yeah, uh, uh, all right, so with that out of the way, um, I guess going into the first fight, we have Phantom Train. 
Now, after Alteroid, there had to be some higher expectations here with Phantom Train than with Alteroid. So, comparatively, which fight did you like better, if I even have to really ask? Right. The train no, was Royce. just leaps and... No. Sure. Uh, the train was <laughs> leaps and bounds above. Like, not even close, obviously. Definitely. It still feels like it was mostly just AOEs that knock you back. I mean, it, it's sim- similar. Similarly, it was just there was no rails, and there was just a bunch of knockback AOEs. So, I, what what really made it stand out? Because then you had stuff like the chimney and the ad phase, which was like barely relevant at all. So, what really made it stand out over Alteroid? But even though those things weren't like very relevant, those extra things like the chimney and the other chambers. It was nice that you sort of felt like the map was opened up. You weren't limited to this battlefield, and who knew what could be thrown at you? You know, we could be teleported to a different chamber with different enemies. Though it's not limited to this battlefield. That's a fun concept in a fight. That who knows where they're going to send you next. It was similar, and uh, it was one of the things I liked about A4 actually in Quarantine was it made the arena feel a little more dynamic artificially. So, or I guess really, I didn't like Quarantine. And I'm. And I'm glad you bring up the chambers because I was talking with Happy uh, about something uh, before you oh. you got into to the call. So apparently there's a strat. Oh no! Where where the warrior goes in and all it takes is two GCDs and it'll erase throttle off of everyone. The only issue is your warrior needs a freaking SSD for this to work. <laughs> you don't need an SSD slide. Your warrior's hard you, you drive need- is just worse than usual. <laughs> I mean, like we tried it. We tried it, and, and we waited, and we died because we were, he was like, "Okay, I'm still <laughs> not in there." Toaster, so it takes too long to load in. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I went into. It. I, I'm, I'm loading in." Four seconds later, still loading in. Okay, I'm in, and then we're all dead. <laughs> so apparently, this doesn't work unless you have a. You don't. You don't have a toaster. SSD. My game's not on an SSD. You don't just go. <laughs> just hurry. <laughs> yeah. I, I, are you asking him how he feels about the the one throt the one throttle strat as I like to call it the one? Have, have you have you tried it, Keo? Have you tried it? Like yeah, on, on this week we, we've tried it and it's all we do now because it's amazing. But the okay. hope is that eventually, with enough gear, a different DPS can do it and not lose an entire inner release because that's such a huge DPS loss for the raid. To lose that cooldown. Yeah, I've seen a lot of warriors like I'm not doing that. You're fucking crazy if you think I'm using inner <laughs> release to only fell cleave twice. You're fucking high. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we're gonna try to have the ninja do it soon, but we haven't yet, so we'll see. <laughs> Alright, yeah. I think uh I think I like Dragoon for it. Dragoon or Red Mage if they have their off GCDs is another one that could probably yeah. do it really well. Um if you yeah. have a red mage, you know. People love those. But anyway, uh, so Phantom Train. So how long did it take you to get through Phantom Train? You were the first team to get through Phantom Train, which, you know, not saying much. Groups got through it pretty quick. But uh, what was what was the process like for that one? Uh, so like every other group, we got to the very first knockback and just pew, off the edge. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the run through normal mode was at least nice because we did pay attention to some of the stuff in there. We knew the basics. But it still was like five to six pulls where it was just overshield everything, run all the praise to the back, be really safe, and rely on spamming infusion potions and just having tight DPS to overcome the check anyway and beat the enrage. 
and you know we didn't have any crafted gear going in there so it was just a lot of i don't know it felt really manic a lot of overshielding for me it felt like every mechanic had a shield on it just please don't die <laughs> Uh, speaking of crafted gear, how did you go? Because uh, I went through Elysium's like crafted list. You didn't. You went through something. You went. You had your own like separate group for that, didn't you? Yeah. Well, the group had already been planning crafted before they decided to become an Elysium team. Uh, so we had we already had a team ready, and uh, it was just so last second we didn't want to mingle them last second and try to mix things around. So we decided to stick with ours. Do you know what like the process was for preparing for that? Because it's got to be stressful for them. They like the demand is pretty high for you to, for them to learn what's new, where they get it, get it, especially with yellow scripts and tombstone. Like, did you have to step out, give them tombstone gear? Did they have that all prepped? Like what was, what was the process like to get eight people, a full set of raid gear by the time you guys went it were an 07 Savage, I'd imagine. Well, thankfully we had enough people involved in the team that we didn't have to have anybody exit. The, we had seven crafters and the seven of them had enough resources that they could just pump it out. They didn't need us to come help. Effective. So, um, the process for it, I mean, a lot of it's just we didn't get the crafted gear until like we got weapons after 06 was done, and then we got body pieces after 07 was done, and after our first lockout in 08, we got um, all the rest of the gear. So, actually, that second delivery, the chest pieces, a bunch of other people got random, like here and there, headpiece, boots, mix, mishmash. But after the first lockout of Kafka, we were completely done, full, pentamelded, all crafted. It's pentamelds. Oh, they, oh, that's right. They can pentameld it for you while you're in there. See, we actually just got the gear and then pentamelded it ourselves. I forgot you could still trade gear after it was melted. It's been so long. Yeah, it was. It was really nice to not have to do that ourselves. So just entirely focus on the raid, get the gear, just equip it, and go. That's like an hour save time, and that's how much you won by. So that's uh, that's a pretty big thing. So I got any questions about O uh, five? Uh, no, that pretty much covers O five. O five was. It was a simple fight. Uh, it was still fun. Like again, I still preferred that leaps. And yeah, you hadn't over, done. Uh, right. You had you even been into O five last week when we were doing the show. You had been into O five and O six at that point, but you hadn't cleared O six, right? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So O six. Now, now you can actually talk about O six a little bit because now you've you finished that one. But see, the, the funny thing about O six was that we were going to clear that night. Well, we kind of got blue balled because our, our uh, red mage, he had to go do some schoolwork. He said, I can't do anymore. Like right after we reached an enrage and we were going to clear the next pool, he was like, I can't do anymore. I had to go, you know, take care of school. And I'm like, fine, we'll get it the next day. And we did. Yeah, but you're on 08 and you get to do that tonight. So you're still moving at a tomorrow. good pace. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. My bad. Yeah. Tomorrow night. You're still moving at a good pace. So Keo, yeah. 06 Savage. Well, look, let me backpedal one sec. Just one okay. last thing. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I just want to say, because I think this is something that a lot of groups don't appreciate about prep, is remember the mechanic where you would get head-on was about to hit you, and double praise would mm -hmm. go out. And you had to spread, or not praise, um, targeted-based AoEs. The, Cyclones, the, yeah. The Cyclones, Cyclones win. So, something about that, when you're running to the back of the room, and your synergy with the team sort of comes out there, to not overlap the two AoEs and spread out and make the raid take as minimal damage as possible. And I just want to say, like, one of the things that really impressed me about my group going in there was that was just automatic. You didn't have to think about not overlapping the AoEs. Yeah, I actually didn't know the fuck mm -hmm. of the snap. I threw but, it in um, there for you. <laughs> but yeah, was, I wasn't sure if the if we would adjust to that very well. We always did. Like it was it was spread out damage, so we took as little as possible and healed it up quickly. And I see a lot of groups in PF struggle with that. They end up overlapping the AoEs 
or otherwise taking access damage. Party find. The greed! The greed! Everyone's on such different levels in the party find. I never trust. Yeah. I never trust. Like, even just going back to, like, Shiva hard mode in the roulette, I don't still don't trust that the tank's not going to remember that it works differently in hard mode versus extreme. So I piece the fuck out. Like, I don't trust <laughs> anyone in the dude finder on any fight. Well, after Neo, I have a little bit of trust. Just a you little beat bit Neo in a pug. Well, seven people who needed a rep. Wasn't it? And you were the pug. No, no, it was like Full four. Time. Four people were in. Yeah, four people were in the in a group, and then they just pugged the rest. Yeah, you had more balls than me. I wasn't pugging that shit. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. <laughs> no way. Uh, okay. So, anything else you want to throw in about 05 before we move on to 06, Kyo? No, no, that's it. So, with 06, I don't even think we could talk about 06 right away. I think we have to talk about the emergency maintenance that happened while we were going through 06. <laughs> So yes. what was the what was what was the thought there? Because that's tough when they tell you it's it's two hours and you know it could actually be any minute and that every minute counts when you're racing. So what 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 happened when you saw that there was emergency maintenance at four thirty in the morning? So you know the story that uh, basically we killed O six um, before the maintenance. So that was like a big thing for us because we got to do some polls in O seven. We collected a bunch of footage. And then there was a maintenance, so we got to synthesize that. We got to like write down rotations. We got to write down how we're going to handle mechanics, positioning. We got to do all that, and we were way ahead of everyone else because no one else had cleared. And so when we saw that, we were like alternating between like looking at spreadsheets and talking and spamming the launcher <laughs> to log back in, which is really stressful. But uh, it is what it is. You know, we were spamming when the servers came up the same way, so it's really totally different. You know that we actually were at Enrage about 30 seconds. I guess we were like 30 seconds after you. Like we were we were about to, to get to the last possession on 06 Savage before the maintenance. And uh, somebody used the rock a little too soon. And uh, at 1%, Dwayne decided he was done and that the tidal wave would take us. <laughs> and then we saw the world first claim in, in chat like two seconds later, like, fuck! <laughs> we, were, we were so angry. Dwayne betrayed us. Dwayne, no. Oh man. Damn, I actually didn't know I didn't remember that it was before the maintenance. Damn. Not only before the maintenance, we got it like a solid I wanna say twenty minutes. Not twenty minutes. Maybe it was like ten minutes. It was pretty close, but we got enough where we got like five, six pulls in. You must uh, have just... gotten like through Raubon I'm or uh, Sid pretty quick then with the solo instance. We didn't even know it was a block. Like we all just went right through. You guys were fast. Yeah, I was about, like we have, we have, we didn't bring that up. Um, Sid Extreme or Sid Savage. I just assumed that they had no problems with it because of how quickly. Because they, like they, you guys were almost done with Phantom Train by the time we finished 08 normal because it took us 40 minutes to get through. So we were we were sad boys. We were very, it was my fault actually. <laughs> Aww. Well, so OBS has a problem. Whenever 14 updates, I need to restart OBS. and Otherwise, it won't mm -hmm. display 14. So I had to log out of 14 after being logged in. Wait for the login queue, then go to Sid. I had the same problem yep. that yeah. day. But, Kia, what did you think of um, 06 altogether as a fight? Uh, I mean, to be completely honest with you, when we first saw the like pictures of from the trailer of 06 Savage mm -hmm. and it looked like it 
Savage, right? Because all the paintings were different than what we saw mm -hmm. in normal. We were really excited because it was like, there's so much they can do with this, you know, different people picking up the paint at different times and going to different tiles. When we realized it was all the paint right in front of the thing that you needed to use it on, and it was fairly easy and simple to pick up, it was like so much lost potential, but it's still fun. Mm -hmm. But man, it was just like, man, the paint's right in front of the box you need, or the painting you need to use to deal with the picture that's right in front of it. It's like, you never think about it, man. It's just glowing picture, pick up paint. And then the worst part, well, the worst part about that is like half the group's only going to use one set of paint anyway, most of the fight. Blue paint. Blue yeah. Paint. Oh, uh, other than going to Air Force, yeah. Blue and black, yeah. but it's like black yeah. twice and blue for the like the other four, the way you actually need. So much so that you pretty much are blue paint until the third possession cast, which is like almost the halfway right. point of the fight at that point. Um, yeah, I was I was wondering how you felt about wasted potential because I was of the opinion that this was actually I don't want to say worst designed but least exciting design of all of them. I thought even the Phantom Train was a better designed encounter than this one. Mm -hmm. Do you feel similarly, Kia? I th yeah, I mean I think so. It's sort of I'm sort of on the fence with that because I didn't much. Well, okay, so then I'll talk about O seven when we get to it, but O yeah. uh, seven aesthetically, yeah. Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand what you mean there. Yeah, six pretty in the sense that like the different paintings were cool and the animations were cool, but the fight design itself was whatever. It felt so linear for a fight that should have been a little more RNG in nature, more of like what 07 was. Yeah, they had room to really. We I I don't know about you. We were convinced that the paintings were going to be completely random. Like as we were first learning it, we were like, oh, so if he does this, it's going to be that. But it ended up being when he does this you'll do that it feels like it was designed that way because you have so much time like when he starts tethering to the painting you have ages to go deal with your mechanic it's like they intended for you to react to what you saw and yet you don't have to you can just do it ahead of time ultimate chatter <laughs> maybe <laughs> one day <laughs> oh man different paint for different cards yeah so you use maybe yellow paint for Water if, you use yellow yeah, like... if you use yellow paint on the resistance one, it'll give you earth resistance. I don't know. Yeah, that could be if you use red paint on the Air Force, then you got a sweet ride, bro. I don't know. also feel like the lack of positionals is kind of confusing. Like, I don't know why they did that. Like, it didn't take any like, made everything omnipositional. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it seemed like a weird fight to do that on, but whatever. I guess they just didn't want the our cameras like hugging the painting like for the melee if you were like mm -hmm. up against the wall kind of thing. Um, I feel like it's part of the fun though. Like learning how to get every positional is part of what melees love doing. And it's in that fight. It's just... You know how many times I as the melee have now died because I'm 100% convinced I can lose no GCDs doing the Earth AoE and I learned very quickly that thing is a lot faster than it looks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, tank. Uh, stand against the wall. I'm gonna run in a circle around, and then three ticks in. I'm dead. <laughs> like, fuck. That thing cuts corners. It's cheating. It's not nearly as easy to kite as the heads in 08. Those things are a joke. But one thing I'm curious about, I was making the guide for 06 Savage, and I figured something out regarding 06 Kyo. Apparently, if you're willing to lose three or four GCDs, you never have to look away from that ghost. <laughs> the poltergeist. I don't know about you, but we were like kiting it and then turning around after the, the gaze AoE went off the day of. 
if you just stare at it the whole time and you look at the gaze AoE, the gaze AoE makes you walk towards Goddess, which is where the ghost already is, so the ghost just never moves. That That's true. <laughs> we just walked to the other end of the room and then kited it for a second and just never... We never froze it at all, and it would just disappear after a while. So it's like... I saw a post on Reddit where somebody said, wait, you can freeze them? <laughs> yeah, I was like, you didn't have to. It wasn't mandatory, but I wish they sort of made them move a little bit faster to make you do that. Yeah, it almost feels like the ghost should have been moving four times as fast, so you had to do it the way that, like, is the way people do it now, where you stare at the ghost, and then as soon as, like, the cast bar is almost done for the, the gaze AoE, you then turn around. For a brief second. And I guess if it was like closer to the end of the raid tier, it might have worked that way. But it, it feels like they didn't think that one all the way through. Because what's the point of the gaze AoE pulling you towards the ghost to then have the ghost dock? I don't get it. I just, I don't get where the thought process was there. Yeah, it's a little weird. And I feel like that reigns true for a lot of the, it, it like you said, because it's so limited. It feels like with how little you need the other paints, it just... Listen, as a melee, I I don't know. I you said that we like we also do like omni positional Keo. <laughs> Sometimes it's just nice. It's just a nice yeah. break. Except with Neo X Death, that was fucking boring. It was nice, but it was fucking it was fucking boring because he was just he just sat there against the wall the whole time. Well, against the wall, the edge of the arena. Yeah, oh, I mean. I'm so many mechanics for melees are around their positionals that it's just it's so awkward to me to think that's just entirely gone for a fight. I don't know. It just feels like something's missing. I'm gonna ask you the healer question now, Keo. How many times did the tanks die to getting auto attacked by the goddess from across Double. the room? Uh maybe once, I think, once? in Brock. A lot that's that's a lot better than a lot of other a lot of other groups who don't remember the goddess auto attack. I realized fairly quickly how much damage our paladin was tanking was taking while in Sword Oath and started throwing X cogs at him on cooldown and tethering him with the fairy and I was just like, yeah, you're you're getting chunked. <laughs> but yeah, the thing hurts, man, and you can't even see it. It's like an auto attack you forget is happening because it's happening way off camera. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh man, uh, slide. Do you have uh, any other questions? Oh, Keo, you want to add something? Oh, just I remember the conversation with the tank like in question after a while. He was like, am I really getting hit that hard? And it was like, yeah. He's like, I wasn't even using my cooldowns because like, what am I using them on? There's no there's no casted thing. He was using them only on the last kiss, you know? That was it. Other than that, it was just sitting on the cooldowns for a while. He's like, I'm just going to roll these. I'm surprised how few groups with paladins tried to hollowed ground the cyclone split damage AoE. Oh, yeah, we didn't. I, I Nobody I know tried it. That was the As soon as we saw it, the very next pull, we were like, can we hollowed this? And I was like, nobody else tried it. We did this week. Yeah, but you did it this week. <laughs> we did yeah, it on it our second bad. pull. Yeah, like you realize how much what? effort you wasted running halfway across the room to split the damage, and now you got one guy who's casting Holy Spirit from across the room, and he's the only one. But Sly, now you never need. Now think of it this way: now you never need to leave the boss. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious because everyone's like, "Oh, hollowed works on that." I was like, "Normally, everyone hollows everything that's annoying." I guess that wasn't annoying enough. Stack markers are historically sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Like, think about a uh, a five. The same, the stack marker there, hollowed didn't work. None of the immunity. Uh, 
Alexander had a mm. lot of that ignore hollowed for a few years. A lot of it. So, I mean, it would have been a good idea to try, but at the same time, it wasn't that hard to stack the group in. And it wasn't yeah. that... The first one, there's an AoE, there's a demonic howl right when it happens, so it's actually a lot of damage. But it's nothing an Indom can't cure. That one Indom. That's it. It seems like it's so much, but it's one Indom, and that's it. You're done. You make it sound so simple when you're the one playing the healer. I'm always scared for my life. <laughs> I'm popping second wind in a bloodbath. Like I can't. I don't want to do. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, that second one though, running across the room is such a pain. So I mean, I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. Chat, like, about you know, what, you know what that indom could be? Could be. Oh, I thought you were gonna say an energy drain. <laughs> no, stop it. He needs an indom anyway. There's an AOE there. On the tank that dies to Goddess Autos. <laughs> God, that's the worst. You get last kiss auto and then a howl all at the same time, and you're just like, where's that extra? Oh, fuck, the auto attack. Damn it. And then the tank gets <laughs> up and, and immediately goes to do something and then gets autoed again. <laughs> you know what you're convincing me? That I don't want to off tank this fight ever. No, if you do, just don't do anything until you get any heal. Just just get up and be like, I'm done. Just pretend that there's a life-threatening AoE that's coming out like as you're getting up, because the auto-attack is the equivalent of it. Oh, man. Alright, Slyke, anything else about 06? Uh, no, you covered the um, goddess autos and everything I was going to ask. So. Autos, I'm a DPS and I'm afraid of those. Because if the tank goes, then the other tank goes, then I go. It's us. It's yeah, us. Yeah. We're next. We're next. But slide the next one's the fun one. Oh seven. Oh yeah. Oh seven. What do you mean? Oh yeah, you sound so disheveled by it. I am. I still am. Why? I know. I I know it. how much. Right. I know how much you went through day one, and just getting actually getting through it finally. Like I'm just glad we we actually got through it. So many. Well, you knew you would get through it though. We, I knew we would get through it, but all those goddamn enrages. Yeah, it was like how many enrages? Hard watching. Yeah, he, I, was I was watching. I was like, once. please do something different. I can't see another enrage. We're 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 not a fan of science. I know. Yeah, I noticed. Not a fan of science. The O seven Savage, just like every raid here, the third fight's always where the difficulty ramps up, Keo. So how long did 07 Savage take you guys versus 05 and 06? Way too long. So we had a bit <laughs> of a block in 07 because we couldn't anticipate. Like our biggest thing, it's kind of a meme now, is ink. Ink would come out. We would all be stacked together and be like, wow. ink! And we'd run to spread and then we'd all die. Wow. <laughs> like the simplest Everything. AoEs are the deadliest AoEs. It, there was no heads. You had to know it was coming ahead of time. Like if you were stacked mm -hmm. in the middle... And then it was load program Ultros. You couldn't spread in time. You were just dead. But you're smiling. I'm smiling because I I I I was I had the same thing. We we were very <laughs> used to going, Eek! <laughs> just fucking bolting into, and it's or always like four saying, dead people every time, or somebody just screaming ink like fifty times, ink 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 ink, ink dead. It's a big AOE too. Like you might think you're far enough, but it's it's pretty big, giggity. Yeah, I mean you can go into normal mode and see the telegraph. It's fucking massive. 
That's how I described it. I was like, yeah, this is... I remembered from the normal mode prior, like, we're fucked. <laughs> as soon as we got to Ink, I was like, oh my god, we're never gonna fucking remember this, are we? It's so big that even if spread, I'm afraid to do any jumps. Because I'm I afraid, like, the minute I... Isolated on a shirt. Like, if, if I do any jumps, and it happened once, where we were spread, I was just getting a jump in, just because I thought I was far enough. Nope. Me and the monk. Fun times. I don't want to do triple melee on that fight ever. Is all I've learned. <laughs> like with double melee, at least you've got cardinal directions. But with triple melee, yeah. I fuck you. You're <laughs> one of you's leaving the boss. I'm not. I'm not fucking doing star star directions here. I ain't doing it. So so you said too long, Keo. Do you have like an actual time? Was it like four hours, something like that? Three four hours. <laughs> So I don't know exactly how much time it was, but I do know that, remember I told you we finished 06 before maintenance. We had five, six pulls of time to synthesize plus all the downtime to look at all the footage. We had this huge mm. lead, and then we actually were world third on 07. It's so like we lost it. Um, I don't remember the exact time, but I think it was like three hours or so. Um, too much. <laughs> we regressed pretty hard after a while because we were initially doing like, we had somebody writing down the calls for each mechanic that was coming we had like an ongoing list and then at one point we had a miscommunication with the group we stopped doing calls and we regressed quite a bit for like an hour we were we regressed and it was awful so that was our our big screw up this tier was 07 hey listen you you lost you lost uh you lost that lap but you won the race yeah we did really well in eight so really proud of us for that yeah i did, did good at the beginning and the end so what what do you think was the biggest hurdle in in um, seven? Other than ink, other than ink, yeah. I mean, aside from ink, uh, honestly, nothing was a particular hurdle up until we hit enrage, and then we regressed and started getting ink again. I think every single mechanic, like we saw it once and we knew what to do. We did have a couple wipes to bombs because we didn't understand the mechanic nothing to fire or, or did you not understand it or did you try walking into it and it refused to fucking explode so we thought it was being <laughs> inside the circle <clears throat> so we'd walk thought. in and stand still there and be like why isn't it popping and then wiggle around in the middle and why isn't it popping and you didn't realize you have to walk over the wire <laughs> yeah it took us a while so do you so with searing wind did you just yolo did you figure out that it was the deep by the way i have a question for you about the searing wind did you guys figure out that it was the furthest dps immediately where the searing winds no, we assumed it was random. Yeah, we, we did too. We, we did the whole prog. We never figured out it was furthest. The very first pull, we decided, you know, tank northwest, healer northeast, healer DPS south, corners for the spread for Searing Wind. And we assigned that, and then we just stood in, like, the halfway mark between the corner and the middle, and we just spread when you saw your debuff. And that was enough. We didn't have yeah. too many with it. I, as the melee DPS, was always furthest and realized that after how upset I was fight figuring out it was the furthest DPS because I literally never got abandonment once. No, I got it only once. And that's I think I figured it out by accident. Like by how do you furthest. accidentally figure that out? <laughs> Somehow, some way, I didn't realize that we were getting ready for virus and they had to call it. And I was, for some reason, at a corner. And yeah, ne never usually in the corner, but. Normally, I'm in close to mid, and yeah, I got to. I like this this in the chat. Um, because of the colors of the wires, they thought it was tank and DPS. The red wire was DPS, so if the red wire was glowing, it had to be. They thought it had to be a DPS. 
if it was oh, blue no. it had that I'm glad I'm for the first time thank god I'm colorblind because I would have never thought of that shit <laughs> we luckily didn't have that idea so we just had healers doing it from the beginning um yeah, thinking we did have a couple wipes though to like that same error where it was just like we throw away a five minute pull because the bomb just wouldn't explode it wouldn't de like disarm so that really sucks that's like when you're in prog it's a summation of wipes right you're minimizing the wipes so every mechanical challenge that costs you wipes that's ultimately holding you up and bombs is definitely worth noting so i think we lost two pulls to it we called the bombs the digititis of 07 because it felt like regardless of trying to do the right thing everything was the wrong thing <laughs> couldn't think of any other way to put it um so none of, not even the virus program like you guys like even not knowing the searing wind thing um which i was going to ask you a question about but it sounds like with the way you guys yoloed it you might not have an answer for me um even that just didn't didn't push you so then how would you compare it to 03 well so like i'm giving it the the do i mean it's still like a gavel mechanic we refer to those kind of like gavel mechanics mm. where there's a whole mm -hmm. bunch of debuffs exact dance yeah. for every single person yeah. yeah, but like, so we had the one wipe where it was just like we have no clue what's going on, and we had another another wipe to getting there with a basic plan, and there was an execution issue. Like we people didn't stack properly, and they got hysteria in one of the walls. It was like one more wipe to that, and I think after that we were pretty solid. I don't think we had any more wipes to except for random occasional hysterias, which I don't. I feel like we got hit with that less than other people because our our latencies were all fairly synced, I guess. Because we didn't have that many random hysterics. That we had a few. Pissed me off so much. And see, we yeah. thought that was a, we thought that and the bombs was a bug. The random hysterias and then the bombs not going like going off was a bug. And you just found out like seeing. I mean, the random hysterias to me, it, it's like a, it's not really a bug, but it's unintentional. It's a feature. It's a feature. <laughs> I, I don't think it's supposed to happen. I think that's an that's a bug technically a bug because it's i've uh -huh. seen people stacked perfectly and do the mechanic 100 percent right and still get hysteria and that's when it's bug territory like latency shouldn't cause that to happen mm -hmm. yeah it's it, what it feels like is it does it checks every like however many seconds maybe three it feels like it's more frequently than three for abandonment but it sounds like it checks as the knockout is going out so one of you has already been knocked back because not everyone is simultaneous and that's when it happens and it fucking kills you yeah it's not pleasant it's not pleasant pleasant but uh overall so i going back then how would you compare it to 03 because i liked it a lot better than 03 but i also found it more challenging than 03 i pugged the first half of 03 and i did the other half with you so maybe it was a little bit different i really enjoyed um 07's mechanics a lot more than than 03 but at the same time the aesthetics there's no question 03's was felt better i don't know i just didn't like the whole world of destruction the brown boss in the brown room with very few colors everywhere and you couldn't even really tell what the like the boss was so it's such a mix of the same colors it was i don't know aesthetically very displeasing but i mean he was fun. aesthetically displeasing in six too so i guess they, they nailed that yeah. yeah he was just a generic ass robot in six that was like unbeatable the first two times you ran into him i was half expecting that to be part of the fight where he's unbeatable for like a portion because in Final Fantasy VI, the first two times you can encounter him, it's a game over or you have to run if you actually run into him. And then the third time, which is where you see him here at the at uh, the, the Kefka's Tower before the Warring Triad, that's when you're actually killing. 
Uh, yeah, because the thing I want to ask you about with uh, Searing Winds Kyo is I've, I, we figured out DPS was the farthest after we cleared it, but I'm still convinced the tanks and the healers are random. And I have footage that suggests that as well, but I just wanted to know if you guys found any consistency to it. So here's that's very interesting that you ask that because we had some very odd data. So I always bait far in my group, and I always get Searing Wind in my main group. 100% of the time, I have Searing Wind. I went and pugged it the other day, and I baited far. In fact, I was all the way in the corner where the other healer was inside the hitbox of the boss, and I started not getting Searing Wind, and I was so confused. Hmm. And so what we decided is probably the case is it's actually based on the tanks, not the healers. So you think that it, the, the healer could be random, but it'll, it'll put... It'll, it, I don't know. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same healer every time corresponding to a certain tank that's marked. Oh, so the boss almost like... Because what, what I started checking is if it was main tank that got it, then I found footage where the off tank got it. And then I found footage where the main tank got it. And I'm just like... And then I, I have one where the nearest tank got Searing Wind, and I have one where the farthest tank got So I was losing my mind about it. I, I really don't know. Maybe it's a pair... Maybe it's like the combined distance between the healer and the tank that says, I have no idea. It's, there's something weird, but I do know that my group is consistent every single pull. It's always me, and it's always the same tank. So I got to figure it out. I put in my guide that it's random, but like no part of me felt comfortable saying that because I was like, no. If the, why would they make the DPS one not random and the tank healer one random? I can't accept yeah. it. it this, isn't, this isn't the paralyzed debuff from Shinryu. I refuse to accept that. It can't be. All right. So, any other questions about 07, Sly? Uh, no. You you pretty much said your only quote unquote hurdle was was ink. Sly's blown away by that because <laughs> there's there's some um, other programs that could have been. Dude, I don't know. People getting hit by the slow moving missiles and uh, who could ever get hit by missiles. those? Yeah, who could ever get hit by those missiles? They're so slow, <sighs> and then people just get fucking hit by them anyway. I mean, it wasn't a hang up because in Prague I shield everything, and mm -hmm. those missiles don't kill you. If you're vit melded in two in three forty, and the missile hits you, it it doesn't kill you. It just gives you a bunch of damage in a volume. So. They never really stopped our prog, and like in the worst possible mm -hmm. case, a DPS would die and just raise him and keep going. You know, enrage largely was just a matter of getting a clean pull for us, so it didn't really Agreed. matter to it. It didn't stop a pull. That's that's really what I think about what okay. slows us down. It's what stops a pull. So in that case, then well, I guess what is you said you were shielding all those. So I guess would that be a piece of advice for someone who's going through really early prog to just if some if you've seen somebody survive something and you don't trust people to survive it 100% of the time just go just go crazy with overshielding overshielding is always my best strat until like until you've seen enough mechanics to know I don't need it here but um, the first time you're seeing anything everyone should just have a sucker on them yeah for sure anything else you would impart in terms of uh, in terms of I guess skill usage that could assist if our players doing really really proc uh, just, I mean, this is from the scholars POV, obviously, but just don't be afraid mm -hmm. to use lustrates, excogs, and indoms as much as often as you can. You know, dissipate as much as you can because you are the most suited to emergency heals and preventative heals uh, than you're compared to your co-healer. So you just gotta, you're gonna be oom a lot in Prague because you're overshielding and you're blowing all your your stacks on not energy drain. But it's better to do that until you're comfortable, and then dial it back as as needed did you ever use mana pots instead of offensive pots 
uh, all the time. I almost never use pots, uh, the damage pots except on pull. I always have max ether HQs on me. Um, one other thing is also, it's the most important for a healer to be mechanically strong than any other role in the group, I feel like. So like trying really hard not to die <laughs> is really important on the healing role. I really liked having a red mage, but when a healer died, I always shat my pants. It's it, it's usually a, an imminent wipe when he <clears throat> dies in Prague. It's especially if they get up and die again. Oh yeah, yeah. Then you're just like wallet. I'm not doing. Nope, I'm not doing this. We're just just wallet. I can't. I'm not wasting my time. Start over. Yeah. Is that, what's what was your point of point of wiping? Like when when what what would be your criteria for fuck it? I don't even want to. I don't want to keep doing this poll anymore. Well, you you always, like it depends if you've seen this stuff already, right? If there's yeah. still something you've seen, you want to keep a pull going as long as possible. But if you have already seen enough in the future for where you are, and like, I don't know, if the healers are out of MP and there are still people dead, it's time to throw in the towel because you're just wasting time. You just have to. It's sort of a judgment call every time on whether you can actually mm -hmm. get new footage or not. Okay, all right. I agree with that. Um, I like. We usually go until we see something new, and if we know we we're not going to see anything new because a bunch of people are dead and the mechanic is not going to work as intended, then we kind of throw in the towel. You know when's the 100% throw in the towel moment? When somebody dies on the thing just before a Bibliotaph spawn, and you know there's no way they'll be raised in time yeah. to seal the portals. Yeah. That, yeah, we don't uh, even try to do ads. Yeah, we actually had when we were reclearing, like <clears> the day after we beat Kafka, we actually got a kill through having to kill one of the Bibliotaph. We had the Bibliotaph ad spawn, and we LV3 just that ad, then Bibliotaph spawned, and we killed him normally. Then we finished the boss with like a minute before Enrage still. I couldn't believe the difference 1375 weapon made. So, Keo, for yeah. science, did you actually try to kill through like an ad kill? Heal through a what? Sorry, ad kill. Like the, killing the an ad. Like, did you guys ever get a bibliotaph? The smaller bibliotaph. This pull is still good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we LB'd one one time. Like we got the ad and we just like kill it, just LB it. And I think we tried to keep it alive. I I want to say we succeeded that pull, but it was really hard. But uh, I we did have that once. We had one where the there was the bibliotaph ad itself, like the the mm -hmm. one that's actually biblio, and then we had the winged ad that spawns from not sealing the portals properly and then the boss all three up at the same time and i think we tried to keep it alive I, I don't actually remember if we succeeded i can't wait to see the ff log challenge version where you have to have at least one bibliotaph ad spawn from each portal over the course of the fight which means i think it's gonna be two yeah it means you'd need two, either three on the first set one on the second or two on each Mm -hmm. Those FF logs. Are you planning on taking any of those on, Keo? The FF log specialties that people I, like to make up between uh, between patches. I hope we do, but I mean, it's ultimately a group decision. Yeah, but I'd mm -hmm. like to. Right, well, um, to answer the question, though, I would say keep XCOG up as long as you still have stacks available. If you are gonna, if your XCOG is gonna be your last stack, that's a risky thing to do because you're gonna not have the ability to lustrate or indom anymore. So. As long as you have some in reserve, it's good to throw out X cogs here and there. They usually be useful. All right, good. Now we can move on to uh, the granddaddy himself. Well, actually, daddy was an 07, but, you know, Kefka's actual daddy. Yeah.
Uh, there was one more thing, actually, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind at all. You're, you're, you're the dude. You're world first. You tell me, shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's one more thing that I think a lot of groups. Um, it's actually really important, but it's not talked about very much. There's a whole lot of value in seeing brand new mechanics with all eight people alive. Like, I know it's a silly thing to say, of course, right? No, it's but not. No, it's when, not. When you have somebody dead and the tanks are both at like 25% HP and the healers are struggling, it's actually pretty good to prioritize that raise as fast as you can when you're going into new mechanic territory because you'll get wrong information. Like the debuffs will start going to wrong people and you'll get you'll get an idea and make like a strategy for a mechanic that's just incorrect because you don't have eight people alive. And so it's the strength of the whole group to, to keep full eight life with kafka coming up there's forsake the second forsaken in particular how we found oh, that yeah. was a really big one where we actually just straight up said don't even fucking talk about it just go get there again because we only had two people alive so yeah i i would uh, definitely agree with that and now sly i want you to take in this next bit of information because we're going to talk about a bunch of shit and you're going in there tomorrow and i want you're i want that's it you're calling the shots tomorrow sly I'm calling. I'm not raid calling. <laughs> no, you're calling the shots, <laughs> not raid calling. There's you don't okay. you don't want to be responsible. You're gonna lose your voice. We always mm -hmm. lose our voices when we do raid calls for 16 hours a day. All right, so we have Kafka. I don't actually know where to begin with talking about Kafka because there is so much to absorb here. The beginning. The beginning is obviously where we will be starting, but Kyo, I got a question for you. When you did Kefka on normal mode, did you get a reverse spell? I don't remember. I think so, yeah. We didn't. We actually didn't know he could reverse spells until we got to Savage. We're like, oh shit, so new you mechanic. So you never got a question mark in Not normal. on our normal mode pull, not a single mechanic was reversed. I don't think it was because mm. we were super surprised when we got to it in in uh in Savage, at least with the lightning. Like I know we at least never saw that one when we were in normal mode. Um so I was just curious because we got uh we got fucked for a while <laughs> on not being able to identify them properly. Uh I mean, regardless of when you see it, it's almost always So there's one watch. guaranteed reverse in normal. Okay, so we had at least one. You just oh, okay. didn't know it. I actually remember seeing the question mark in normal for, I think it was the knockback orb. I don't remember though. Oh, yeah, he's like, so you think you have my tells or something like that? You understand my tells? I'm not going to remember that for I remember. I remember there's a dialogue in chat and then he does reverse, yeah? Yeah. Um, so, Kafka. All right, so this this is this is the next, I guess, this is Kafaust. Uh how I don't even know how you began to approach. Like I said, I don't know where to begin with talking about Kefka because there's so much going on there. So I guess I'll ask first. Did you feel like this was just X-Death and Neo X-Death reskinned and made slightly different? Uh, definitely felt very different than X-Death and Neo X-Death in terms of like the play. But similar goals, right? 59% again. The DPS check being tight on the first fight again. And the second fight, not not quite as tight. Three elemental attacks, and then doing them all at once again. It's Lestriad, and Forsaken was basically Grand Cross, and then Trine was basically Emptiness. I don't know. That's I read. I read all that. It was the formula was to the T. It felt like. 
Even as vacuum wave. Vacuum wave knockback after after being untargetable. Like, I don't know. To me, it felt like Kefka. I feel like because these fights are from really old games where they just constantly reuse, like, these same spells over and over, like, as each new game released, it led to them trying to be creative with them, but feeling a little too similar. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think it still managed to feel different, quite different in actual play, but I can see all the similarities for sure. Do you have a, not necessarily a preference, but... Oh, which one did you like better? Which, Is that what you want to say? Yeah. yeah, which one? Yeah, which one did you favor? Uh, just, just the first form, for now. Uh, the for first, now, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely liked Kafka better. The Graven Images were okay. really good mechanical gauntlets that they didn't really have those in X Death as like explicitly. It was just basically basically black hole, like you know. Otherwise, yeah. not much exciting. But the the Graven Images were all very interesting. All right, so you go into Kafka. And you have these normal and reverses. Did you guys get hung up on the normal and reverses at all? Early on, no. Later on, it was like hmm. I don't know real from fake. <laughs> was that just somebody... was that just we've been in here too long? My brain's not working anymore. It's partially like the the marathoning Final Fantasy fourteen too for like sixteen hours. You just get to a point where you just I fake real. Huh? It was it was tough. Yeah, did you have fancy nicknames for all the cause we had fancy nicknames for everything this rape tier? I guess I didn't ask about fancy nicknames. Like we just called it fake and real like most people do. Oh. We we called we had bamboozle, we had patches for the lightning one. Uh true false. True false for you. I mean we I had nick we yeah. had nicknames for everything. we had spooky ghosts in 05. Um we had Daddy for Dataluma. We had it was it was Daddy Luma, Uncle Ulti, Biblio Thump, and I can't remember. I can't. I don't think we did anything. Our, our Air Force Ones. That was the other nickname. Or the other one. <laughs> Sly, why was the Air Force Ones the only one that you gave me a shake to a shake a SMA? I mean, I can understand everything else. Air Force Ones. Though. Well, I, we don't want to leave them out. And you had to do that dance with the missiles. So you had to put on your dancing shoes. Air Force Ones aren't dancing shoes, but you know. I mean they are in some music videos, but that's about it. I feel like our names are shit for everything. <laughs> I mean like some of like we have similar names. Like for for five, we had like Chase Ghost, Ghost Line, Pushback Ghost, not well knockback ghost. Like we, we had basic bitches. Arm and Hammer, like the, the, yeah, that's another one. Baking soda for the tank buster. Arm and Hammer makes, to the makes kitty litter too, so I don't know. I have Arm and Hammer kitty litter for my cat. True. Head on applied directly to the forehead. Okay. I like that. I like that yeah. one. Apply the, apply this this mechanic directly to your forehead. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I should I got to remake my 05 guide now. Just to include that. All right. So it wasn't that, but so you mentioned really liking Graven Image. Was there a graven image that really got on your nerves? Uh, well, I mean, the confused tethers, uh, obviously. The confused tethers, like, it wasn't that bad to set up the strat. Like, it was pretty obvious, like, the sleep's in the middle and the confuses on the edge. That was pretty clear once we realized that um, auto attacks were fatal <laughs> from the confused people. Well... Uh, they they are fatal, but they don't have to be fatal, is what we've learned, Keo. 
No, that's actually incorrect too. If you click off the damage buff, which we figured that out very quickly, that you could click off the damage buff. Like, oh, they're not fatal anymore. Let's put the confused people together and we threw away a puddle pull on it. Because even when you click off the damage buff, you still one-shot people. Okay, I'm, that's good to know. Hmm. Everyone's like, you can click the damage buff off. It's great. But I have a fe- I guess nobody's done that and then tried hitting. Dude, no, you just... No, Heo, here's what you got to do. All right, for the FF Logs runs, right? You just throw like a like a spread adlo right before the mechanic. And then you let one person auto-attack the group. So their FF Logs is like boosted. Yeah, this is like 86,000 damage. <laughs> is it still 86,000 even without the damage buff? I think so. I, I actually didn't look at the numbers. I just know it was a one-shot. Wow. One-shot, boys. All right, nobody. That's it, guys. Call off the strat for cheesing the FF logs. That's it. You've heard it. It's that's it's not worth it. Let's, Let's see. It's worth it. You just got to kill one person. You just sack the one yeah, guy. Yeah, sack the one person. It's not their pull. Because that's a free yeah. 80,000 damage when no one else gets 80,000 damage. That's like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then you back, you give that person enhanced balance before <laughs> before the confuse. I don't know that that'll actually boost it any further, but uh, yeah. Did you... How many sprint deaths did you have to the confuse, by the way? Uh, a couple. Not, not very many, but we did have a few. I, I had a couple times where I sprinted half the distance before I clicked it off and still managed not to kill anybody somehow by some miracle. So I, I was pretty think fr- the auto attacks trigger every three seconds. So if you get a lucky if you get lucky um like timings, I, I think the auto attacks take longer than the normal auto attacks in the game do. Feels that way at least, because we've had people fuck it up and survive too. I don't know how. Uh what about the second graven image? Because that one was the one that hung us up. Gravitas. Figuring out that you needed to stack those. Yeah, so this was one of those times where I partially luck, partially just good inspiration. We got the right strat right from the beginning. Like it was it was the first poll we saw what happened. We made a good strategy that involved what we ended up using in the end, which was lining up vertically and moving aside. So it was it was pretty quick. I, I, maybe not the first poll, but maybe it took a couple of polls, but we got it fairly fast. Whereas I watched other groups struggle for over an hour trying to sort that mechanic out. Um, on stream and as I understand but of the big trick was exactly two in the gravity and exactly one for the rock and once people sorted that out the strategy kind of was easy see I noticed that the rocks needed to spread out so I was like well then it only makes sense for the other mechanic to stack so we tried all four at once (laughs) and you can actually survive that with shields is what we learned it actually does like I think it does like 52,000 or something if all four of them are on top of each other, approximately? It's 16k unmitigated, unshielded per gravity well. So if you're adding all of them together, that would be 64,000 yeah, unmitigated. Yeah, never mind. Don't do that. You could probably still do it with, like, soil, spread low, and then, like, covenant or something. I don't shake know. it probably... off, man. Yeah, shake it off, shake sure. It off. Shake it off's great. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, that didn't go well. But, but we figured out that it worked. We just... We then spent another two pulls trying to mitigate all four of them before we thought of not doing that. Don't do that, <laughs> Sly. Don't just two of them. Two of them, Sly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you can see it in our kill, but like we even just have the rock person stacking with the gravity well, which is, I was really happy we figured that out because most groups are doing two gravity wells. That's what we're doing. Still, yeah. And it's just, it's a lot less raid damage to do one rock and one gravity well together because then you only take about 22,000 total unmitigated between those two. That's to the rock person. Yeah. 
instead of thirty-two thousand for the double stacked um, gravity wells. Yeah, we we had issues with the rock like consistency sake the rock people getting away from the gravity people before it went off so we and we also liked having two stacks instead of four i suppose but we uh mm. we realized we could have done it that way but at one pull we thought that the gravitas knocked the rock person off and then we realized that was not the case it was another rock person so uh, it's it in my eyes it's the sign of a really good mechanic that there's multiple different ways to do the mechanic successfully and like reasonably like both those strats are, are valid and yet it's uh still a difficult mechanic like it's just well designed so i'm a i'm a big fan of that graven image i think it's my favorite it's better than the uh it's better than the first one man did you guys ever did you guys properly figure it out we actually never figured out that only the dps were getting the shared aoe's until like way after we had be like days after we had beaten god kafka and we nah, had spent but- days yoloing it I don't think we even. I think if I told my group that that's the case right now, they'd be like, "Really?" Yeah, because we didn't. We just <laughs> spread out. We literally just spread out across the arena. And you guys did a box strat, right? At the end, yeah. Like okay. we converged the box after the third puddles drop. Yeah, we uh, we did a line strat, and I was vehemently against it because people kept getting hit when Kefka was on the other side from the teleport, and they said, "No, we really like the line strat," and I was like. You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. This fucking line strat. It looks so stupid. Slide, do a box strat. Don't do a line strat tomorrow. Don't put four markers <laughs> in a line. Put them in a box. We didn't even have any markers in the mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you only did meme pulls. Yeah, we didn't meme pulls. That doesn't count. I mean, we were semi-memeing. Like, we had, like, Based off of our polls, we had somewhat the strat going into, you know, learning new shit, but, you know, it, semi-memes. Chat brings up another interesting point. We eventually said, if you don't know where you belong, get the fuck out for that. Because if you eat the stack alone, it's not fatal, and you only take, like, 10% more damage, and it's totally mm-hmm. survivable for all the mechanics that come afterwards. But <laughs> now, now there's no reason to fail it. I was kind of disappointed that Kefka had a lot of not instant death failure. I, the whole raids here, actually, there was a lot of mechanics that weren't instant death failure, which I guess is a result of player feedback, because I remember that for like a good three months, people were complaining that everything was like an instant kill if you failed it. Do you think that's mainly because of um, Vitnell privilege? Oh. No, it, it really felt like they designed that mechanic to not instantly kill a player if you didn't do it, which for a split damage AoE is really weird. It's like it's like thirty five thousand damage or something. If Wait, which AoE? The can first, you... the first Graven image, the four split damage AoEs. Really, you can live through that. You can live through it, and the Volnup you get is only ten percent more damage taken. I didn't realize that. I don't think we ever continued living after someone got hit with that solo. Yeah, it's it's not as if you if you like sucker or like spread an adlo, which you know probably wouldn't want to waste there, but still, that person like survives with flying colors as almost as if they did it right. They just get a vault stack. That's really hard to do because of the lasers, the lasers strip. The all lasers your are the are the variable that gets you there. As a monk, I hate that. I hate the lasers. If I don't get a laser on me, I lose stacks. So I pretty pretty much have to run to the front of the room no matter what. 
and eat one of the fucking, at least one of the lasers to my face. Not a fan of Kefka as a monk. OG Kefka. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that guy. You're fine, Sly. You, you fucking shit was made easy as hell. Fucking Life of the Dragon 30 second cooldown. Fucking four eye bullshit, three eye bullshit. Go from four to three eye bullshit. And we can refresh it. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Anytime. Yeah. yeah I just, just want to say, like, that fight, I feel like they made that fight with Surecast in mind. And I feel I like they made the whole tier with that in mind. <laughs> but Kefka Normal <laughs> in particular has so many good applications of Surecast that it's just unreal. Yeah, there's there's um the knockback from the orb. There's the knockback from. Does it, I never used it on the first graven image. I think you can because it's not an I, AOE like the next one. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. I use it there, and yeah. I do that so I can go straight to my position right away. I don't have to deal with the knockback. Yeah, you can use that there. You can use it on as a melee. I would probably like for you. It makes sense because there's no target, and the thing you'll probably need to do is heal. For me, at like arm's length, I probably wouldn't use it there i'd probably save it for the orb that comes up on the very next graven image but that's yeah. a good thing then there's reasons for different spots like not everyone's using sure cast arms like at the same time i guess or tempered or home gang or yeah people people i, I find that people save it for different stuff yeah knockbacks mm -hmm. knockbacks on everything then i don't i don't th i think you could probably not knock uh arms length the rock AOE. <laughs> I never tried it on the rock AoE, but I don't think you ever want to plan for that anyway, because you're going to kill the other person, right? I guess if both of them put on... Well, I, it, the only person who would get knocked back is the person who doesn't belong next to the rock person. Because the rock person doesn't get knocked back. Yeah, the knock... The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, sorry. Uh, I had to refresh my memory. On that one, I don't. I don't even remember. I thought it was both people get knocked back if they're no. They both get knocked back if you if you get hit with the rock on two people, both of them go flying. Oh yeah 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 okay yeah yeah you're right you're right. No sorry, I was only thinking about when you eat it solo and that yeah okay no you're right you're right because when both tanks suddenly go oh and then they're both dead <laughs> that's when you know you know what happens. That's great. That's that's the best raid call of them all. Is oh and then everyone's and then someone's dead. <laughs> It's the simplest raid call that everyone is capable of making, oddly enough. I don't like doing raid calls, but I'm really good at that one. A lot of people, I was going to say, the Graven Images um, in particular, a lot of people are critical of mechanics where the boss goes untargetable. Because like part of the fun of this game is hit the boss while doing mechanics. But I'm a huge fan of them. I love them. So. I'm sure you are. Yeah, you want to know what happens to me? On the, you know why I like the one rock, one Gravitas strat as a monk? Because mm -hmm. if I get the rock twice in a row with this, like a sucker on, I can't refresh riddle. I can't refresh using riddle of earth. I'll take zero damage from both those rocks. That's why you stack with the gravities. I know. That's why you should be. I know. I'm a big fan. I'm a big, big fan. I wasn't a big fan during Prague when we weren't doing it. Started tornado kicking there, regardless, because I couldn't fucking take it. Because my PB's on a minute anyway. Fuck it. I wasn't happy. Mr. Unhappy. I was very Mr. Unhappy. That joke got made about me at the Decidia tournament. And it was great. <laughs> mm. Anyway, moving on from Kefka. By the way, I want to move on, but Kefka's also way longer of an enrage than X Death, I'd like to point out. It's like seven normal, minutes. Normal Kefka? 
Well, the the base. I guess I shouldn't be calling him Kefka normal. I keep saying normal Kefka, yeah. meaning not God Kefka. Yeah, but at base form Kefka. Yeah, base for his his enrage is six minutes and fifty five seconds for that forty percent of his HP. Whereas X Death was about what four and a half and minutes or something. Half minutes, yeah, like just under five minutes. It's insane. He's like two minutes longer of a first phase. But isn't his untargetable um, time a little bit longer than X Death's? Because X Death goes for what size of battle twice in in his and how many times is uh. Kafka untargetable? Three. I think once for each grave. The first grave and image on each, he's, he's untargetable. Okay. I believe so. And Kafka's twice so, yeah. for a decisive battle, plus the occasional go fuck yourself, Thunder 3, if you're not fast enough. Yeah. yeah. Also, not a fan of that. <laughs> Just pointing that out real quick. I really like Arm's Length, though. Big fan of that. But yeah, so seven minutes in, and then you get to this this transition what how did you feel the war of kafka transition versus x death transition so obviously the the animation is very i mean really the animation all you have is the crumbling statue in the background and then the god kafka descending very slowly but there's not really a whole lot of like frames of animation so the, the x death transition was way more hype there's a lot more going on on the screen with him sort of ripping open the wall um so I mean, obviously, most of us agreed that the neo the neo X death transition was better, but still, it's God Kefka. How can you not get excited like, if you played the FF six? You gotta get excited. And that was the big thing. It was really loyal to Final Fantasy six. And then you remember that it wasn't a very interesting phase transition in Final Fantasy six. Like it was epic for the time, but it, it's it it is the same thing. The tower crumbles, and then God Kefka comes out. And it's the exact same audio cues to the dancing mad and everything. And though there's no end of it. Yeah. It's still missing a part. Well, until you get yeah. to God Kafka and then you'll get it. I still feel sad for the normal mode people who get to the third of, yeah. of the fourth part of dancing mad. And then it's like, Hey, and then they got to go Google the rest of it. Yeah. Um, Kira, aesthetically, which, which did you prefer? Um, because well, both aesthetically, um, it kind of feel meh. Uh, both X Death and Kefka. Which do you prefer aesthetically? The non God version, you mean? The the Faust? Or, or, or include both. Um, so I liked Kefka's a little bit more overall, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I have a lot of complaints about the Kefka that it's like I it could have been better, but it like in mm -hmm. particular the color scheme of the last phase aesthetically is really not, not friendly. Like yellow AOEs on top of a yellow uh, arena. Sky. I'm colorblind. I didn't have problems with this. <laughs> <laughs> I've had years of practice at this point. It's just, I mean, it's it's frustrating to try to dodge Trine effectively when it's the same color. Oh, listen, <laughs> Trine was a totally different problem. Figuring, remembering that the AOEs came out of the points for me was a much bigger problem than the color scheme. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't struggle with it too much, but I know I know I understand the complaints. Yeah, I I have a hard time choosing between Kefka and Neo X Death in terms of that because I really like the way the arena looks during Grand Cross Omega, like or Grand Cross in general, like with it, mm -hmm. like you're speeding through the void. Also, he he punched his way out of a void vagina. Like you don't get to see that. Very <laughs> often. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what Neo means. Neo is it's like newborn. 
That's his thing. So he's It's a boy. It's a boy. Yeah. That's that's It's a boy <laughs> and a girl and a lion and whatever the fuck else is attached to him. Oh. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you could you could say it any other way. Avoid vagina. Yeah, avoid but, vagina. But I will say aesthetically, one of the nice things is they managed to reinvent those grand crosses in God Kefka without the debuff overload that we're used to. Like it was kind of cool. Like aesthetically, I really like that they did that. They managed mm-hmm. to to do a gavel mechanic, which is basically what all the Forsakens were, without debuff overload. So it was like them sort of experimenting. Because up until now, that's how they did all those phases. Every fight. It's how they do a gavel. They do debuff insanity. So yeah, I like that aesthetically. I think it's better when there's more to it than just the same thing. All right, so then with God Kefka, um, the first, so I had God Kefka obviously was the majority of your proc, just hours wise. It, it was, it, it, I'd imagine at least it was, it was longer than the normal mode Kefka proc. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so what was what was the first big stopgap here? Because when I got, I, for I, for me, it was it was for every Forsaken was a huge stopgap, and then after that, it was kind of like, I guess, more manageable. Other than that. So this is a very easy answer. 100% Forsaken 1. The very first Forsaken was our longest what the hell is happening um, because we didn't realize for the longest time that it was White Hole. Um, that you had to, There was a full HP mechanic. Like, there's no indication that it's a full HP mechanic. It was just pure accident that we had people at full HP a couple pulls and we saw, wait, the debuff is shorter. And it was... What is going on here? The debuff is occasionally shorter. Maybe it's fixed people. We went through so many polls of just not understanding what was happening. And then we all got so angry when it was actually white holes. <laughs> I hate this mechanic. Yeah. So the only... We, that, it just eventually came down to it. Like, we were out of ideas. That's the only way we figured it out. We were just straight up out of ideas. It's like, what if we need to be at full health? How, what was the only difference that last poll? And it was, well, the tanks were at full health and they were fine. Because what would happen is, like, the tanks would have be full health, because whatever, like, you just want them at full health. And then, well, <laughs> and then we'd be like, okay, so the mechanic here must be that the tanks are responsible for the heads, and then and would uh, fucking hated the first one. Yeah. Oh, man. How they many did, pulls did it take for you to get that one? Too many. I want to say, well, I mean, those were short pulls, right? Because it's really early in the fight, which is good. Because I think that the more complicated mechanics like that going early on is better. Because then you get more pulls, you get more time bashing your head on it without throwing away a 7-8 minute pull per attempt. So, um, But we spent probably like, I don't know, 10 to 12 to 15 pulls, something just playing around with different things until we figured out it was Whitehall. I still remember the first time it was just like when we realized that there were shorter debuffs, the conversation was... Uh, it was, it, yeah, it was a little bit of anger, a little bit of confusion. But no way. There. Once we realized it was debuff length, it only took a couple more pulls after that to, to isolate it was white hole. And after that, it's uh, I think a lot of people see everything that's going on during the Heartless Archangel, which is, I guess, I guess it's kind of, even though it's within Forsaken, people just call that whole mechanic Heartless Archangel because of that being the main cast that causes the white hole. Everything else after that, for that Forsaken, kind of just falls into place really quick. Because the heads, whatever, you hit the heads once and you realize that it's only X amount of damage. And then double drill. 
as you referred to it. Oh, yeah. How long did it take you guys to figure out you could take your own tether? I So we had a bunch of polls where it happened, and we kind of just didn't think much about it. We, we would maybe die to it, but we didn't die for any extravagant reason. We'd die and be like, well, I only took 15k damage. I got Magic Vulm up. So that doesn't seem that bad. But then we still tried a bunch of other stuff and eventually just landed on do it yourself. But as soon as we realized that it was White Hole and all of our lengths could be brought down to four seconds, like, oh, we can just take our own. Pretty much it was the very next dot that was drawn there. See, I think we pretty much assumed it was a savage and you couldn't take your own orb kind of thing from legislation. And so we were we were evading our own tethers for a while. Oh, I forgot about legislation. <laughs> well, we had just gotten done practicing with that before Prox, so that was fresh in our minds. Yeah, and that's a, I guess that's another thing with Prague is a lot of people kind of we, it happens a lot, and even if you know that you don't want it to happen, it happens. Is telling yourself you know a mechanic before you're actually sure you know a mechanic. Just like seeing something yeah. and immediately relating it to something else without actually testing it first, that can get you. Yeah, it's dangerous, and it was. It cost us a couple pulls, like figuring out that you could take your own. I still remember the question. I don't remember who asked it, but somebody asked in rage. I was like. Have you guys tried taking your own head? And then someone did the next poll, and it was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just take our own. Giggity. I had to whisper one of those giggities on. <laughs> Excuse happy. It's no, he. I raided with him. Are you kidding me? He knows. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to apologize for me with him. That'd be like a That's Well, Layla, I haven't even raided with, and I wouldn't tell you to apologize for him either. But, you know, he's he's got another however long to write his diss track. So, you know, it's all right. <laughs> I know all the haplood. Yep. <laughs> haplood? Is that? It's, it's way more than that. There's <laughs> a, a lot of much worse jokes sprinkled in there on top of haplood. Much worse. Yes. Right. So first Forsaken goes by Heartless Archangel, Double Drills, Light of Judgment, whatever. When you, were, when you referred to Double Drill, you were talking about... Uh, wings of destruction yeah so it's the one where the nearest person and the farthest person farthest person and it's the tanks okay. yeah and you want it to be the tanks all right yeah Fun. yeah yeah and one thing you'll learn very quickly is that sometimes healers at least we had this experience where healers were very focused on okay let me get these tanks topped for wings of destruction before then realizing the they're sitting in the middle of the hitbox as it's happening <laughs> We had that. We've had a lot. We had a lot of people. The constant call out there was okay. Max melee range, max melee range, please. And then the tank would go max melee range. Not you, yeah. dude. We got annihilated by wings of destruction so many times before we got that right. Yeah, I know. I know the feel. Yeah. That was that was before we figured out the white hole though. Like we would just see that ha that animation happening. We still didn't know what white hole was, and we would still be sorting out double drill. I think we actually did figure out Wings of Destruction before we figured out that it was White Hole. We just had a poll where we were we happened to be full health and we just like did it and survived with six people. And then we got Wings of Destruction and we're like, oh, that's double drill. Like in one try, like, oh, that's double drill. And then we were like, okay, but we don't know how to do Heartless Archangel yet. So I don't think we should focus on that. I was so tunneled on the healing aspect of things, I didn't even notice it was double drill until someone said, like, oh, yeah, you just need to go max melee. Okay. Yeah, um, I meant to ask, at what hour was, um, where are you at, God Kefka, in, in terms of the day? In terms of, like, 
how many however many hours you've been on that day. I can't remember that off the top of my head, but if I go to the spreadsheet here, I can figure it out. Yeah, you have, the spreadsheet has the time for 07 Savage Kill, doesn't it? Uh, it doesn't have the Kefka kill because we didn't report that. I think most groups didn't report the regular Kefka kill as opposed to. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I was I was thinking normal mode Kefka. When did you get to normal mode? Yeah. Yeah, we got so we got to normal mode Kefka at. Uh, oh, right. This is in GMT. Again, what's the time in GMT? What does it say? Wait, who? What? What does the time say in GMT? Oh, it says we cleared at 1628. 1628. 1628 GMT. So I'm West. I, I think it depends on daylight savings. Either 9 or 10 for West Coast and either uh, 6 or 7 for East. So I, I don't know where we are. I think it's 10 hours difference right now for West Coast. So that would be... Jesus Christ. That means that it was only like 10 something in the morning. When you got to so, original Kafka. So I think it came up. The servers came up at 10 GMT. Mm -hmm. I want to say that's right because we killed V5 at 11.20 GMT and that's including mm -hmm. all the normal mode stuff. So it, we were about, I want to say, eight hours into Prague when we started on God Kafka or so. About eight hours. Oh, my bad. ESC is, is GMT minus five, so I'm GMT minus eight and then it changes with daylight savings. Okay, so it's eight hour difference, my bad. So sorry, what was yeah, how much? Yeah, how much fatigue is set, had set in by the time you reached God Kafka? Uh, a lot. <laughs> Um, I mean, it wasn't a lot at the beginning of God Kefka, but there was definitely mm -hmm. a point at which I want to say when we reached the like 14 hour mark or so, where it's mm -hmm. just really heavy, heavily weighing on us. You know, the last three hours of Prague were tough. When we hit God Kefka, you know, as soon as you make progression, there's a huge burst of adrenaline. You always get the adrenaline burst. Like, let's go. You know, we did it. New stuff. But um, after four or five hours of that, you just start to get tired and the fatigue hits you. So there's definitely a race in a sense. You're racing against your own fatigue because there comes a point where you can't progress anymore because you're too tired. You just keep making too many mistakes. You need to rest. And uh, when it's a one-day tier, you're racing that that sort of timeout. Yeah, it's like it's like when you're in Texas and you're, you're like, I could eat the 64-ounce steak, right? And there's a point where you kind of just got to eat fast because you know that if you eat slow, you're going to hit the meat wall and you don't want to hit the meat wall. You got it. You're trying to plow. It's like that. It's, you say this like you're a professional eater. I eat a lot. <laughs> I know. I know. Have how, I know. The how, 64 I, ounce steak? No, I really want to. though. <laughs> oh, God. Consider that. Consider that a goal. I'll, I'll eat a 64 ounce steak. Easy. That'll be that. We'll, I'll do that when four point four comes out, so I can just have a race of my own. Okay. Yeah. Why not? All right. So we okay. So racing the fatigue. So you got through first forsaken. So it sounds like second forsaken didn't take you as long. For us, it took about the same time to figure out second forsaken. It just took a pull of getting all eight people alive there. I feel like first pull. We had a we we got lucky and we got a very I think our very first pull to second forsaken we had seven people alive, so there was some mechanical mishmash like things were on the wrong people, but the very second time we got there we had all eight up and that was lucky, because when we had all eight up we we threw away the info we got from the seven pull and we kept the stuff from the eight people alive pull and we just made assumptions based on that, on what roles get what and go where, and that was uh, that was really helpful like I'm glad we got that early. 
because that's that's what helped us excel quickly through that phase. I have a question. Did you ever figure out that the prey markers were on the farthest DPS there too? <laughs> we didn't. No, we didn't. It was just random call it out every time. But what, what we didn't also what we got lucky with was we got freaking futures end like four pulls in a row. This happened to us. I and then like the fifth this. pull, we got past send and just everybody died. And we were like, huh? And we had to go back and look at the footage and be like, oh, he cast a different spell. So he does a futures end or a pass end, or he does like futures. I don't think it's called futures end when he does it outside of Forsaken, because he does like one of those right before after the futures numbered. Yeah, futures numbered. That's the name. Um, we, I think eight times in a row got past end there. So we thought it could only be past end when he does the, the, the dash attack in the normal phase, not even in the forsaken phase. And then when we got features numbered deer in headlights, except that the headlight is a giant dude. Who's going to beat the shit out of you when he, when he runs. So, <laughs> so futures, futures front pass behind future yeah futures front pass behind i mean that's you don't even need to know the second word really you just need to know future yeah. and past which yeah it's pretty self-explanatory but when you get only one for like so many pulls and then you finally see the other for the first time it's not a pleasant experience to be clear though it's i actually would prefer it be that way because if it's past send on the second pull um you start to think you did something else wrong but if, it give, if you get the exact same mechanic twice in a row, you at least get to test if everything else you did in the pool was correct. And it was. Like our very second time we did that with a plan, everything went mostly correctly, except like I think the, what we cleaved the tanks with um, the, the facing for Future's End. Yeah. And that was just like a minor thing. Like, oh, we know what we did wrong. Just go, go do it again. So we ironed out everything else, and then we got the pass end. And it was like, oh, that's an easy fix. Just I snapped again. You um, faced them the other way. I'll snap with you, man. I like snapping. <laughs> I'm a snapper. I can only I can only like kind of do it though. I don't have the the friction, I guess, the right friction. Yeah, and I see you answering some additional questions in the chat about pre-pulling adlos over there. Oh yeah, I mean it's just a real quick like you want to chain pull in prog like the pre-pull stuff is just a waste of time. You don't need the 15-second pre-pull. That's DPS optimization. And in prog, you're just dying to mechanics. So you're not... DPS doesn't matter. Can you at and, least give me, like, three seconds to change form and charge my chakras, though? <laughs> I mean, you just you just do that when we respawn, because you know we're going to pull. I do, and, I, and I'm, four, I'm four stacks into my chakra, and the boss has been if it comes to that point, like it's been that long, then we do a five-second countdown. Oh, five like, I love if it. it I love if it's not a chain pull, then it's a five-second. I like and, five uh, Yeah, I can appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, we had a monk in our party too, so yeah, you're monk. And you bring up a good, you bring up a good point about chain pulling because we kind of start to do that. At what point do you kind of you know stop and take a breather and talk about mechanics or anything? as soon as you don't know what to do to move forward like you've hit something okay. where you guys died and you don't know why you died and so it's pointless to go pull and then die to that same thing again without any kind of plan so that's the point mm -hmm. at which you review the footage uh, sometimes the the decision can be the footage we got was not good enough we actually need to go die to that again to get better footage like like i said the seven man forsaken where we got there and the debuffs were flip-flopped was like we need a mm -hmm. clean one to that phase and so we pulled again and we got a clean one we had a basic idea of what we wanted to do, but it was still like we need to we need to get there with eight and then just die again and then make a plan. So 
dying is part of the learning process. It is. Not everyone likes that. I've seen I've seen forum posts of people who are like, shouldn't have to die to figure something out. And I'm just like, no, most of the time it's pretty good to figure something out when you die. <laughs> uh, I have a I have a, a controversial answer for Narnan in chat, by the way, of something he's saying. He's uh, basically talking about summoner and chain pulls. I would never bring a summoner to Prague. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So there's two reasons for the other reason is even scholars kind of have to deal with this, but it's not as bad for them. Summoners want you to wait for them to use Aetherflow and then and, and then wait like 30 seconds. Yeah, our Red Mage of Summoner were like last night for our first few pulls of five, and then we said, fuck that noise. So, yeah, I can agree. Yeah. I just, I just think Red Mage is just way too good for Prague. It's just way too good. Like, the, the auto-raises is so potent that you just... Why would you lose that for a summoner? I mean, you can do it for the sake of fun if the caster just really <laughs> doesn't play Red Mage. But it's just like, I'm in a group that races, so we're always going to have a Red Mage. Yeah, I remember seeing Red Mage and being like... I think... I was thinking, would Summoner be better? And then the Scholar, when we were going for actual like DPS pulls, he said, just give me 20 seconds before you go so I can get my Aether Flows right for the start of the fight. Like, on like going for kill pulls. I was like, mm -hmm. Summoner would have been asking. I, I, I've, if I've been bitching about change form this whole time, then you know that Summoner is going to be <laughs> is gonna be complaining about everything else. Oh, man. I, yeah, sorry. To, to clarify, I was mostly in... Like, when you're asking me my opinion, Narnan, it's about... Uh, racing progression that's why red mage is the thing yeah casual that's progression doesn't matter what the fuck you do casual yeah. progression you probably do countdowns for every pull too like why you might as well start going you're, you're gonna go with the you also already have strats probably so you don't need to like info out stuff but in like blind prog you need info and info you get from pulse so you just got as many as you can pulls equal info countdown equals less pulls equals less info it's math yeah. really exactly or science, I guess, Sly, as you referred to with 07. Science. For the science, science. thing, we're talking about how the, he was cast, they were caster LV throwing Biblio and the boss. And it's like, mathematically, it sounds like it makes sense, but it ends up practically not working. If that makes sense. Sly, as Sly shakes his head because he was tired of caster LV throwing the fucking Biblio plus the boss. <laughs> I had to beg. I had to beg <laughs> last night. Like, please, can we just like for science? If this doesn't work, we'll fucking go back to what we're doing. We got to we got to enrage at least four times last night. Let's let's just try it, please. And it worked finally. You did it, Sly. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I mean, you you did get to convince them to do the LB one and then LB three. I saw that LB one early and then LB three them both later. And then you guys did it once going, and never did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going back on that, like, I was like, I wasn't a big fan of that when I said it. I'm like, wait, let me think about that. No. It was better yeah. than, I mean, it was, listen, it was better than sitting on LB3 until the last 25% of the boss. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I guess, what is your opinion on LB3? Because I I had a large discussion with Hammer Keo about LB3, like, Castrol being multiple targets in Prague in general. And the general consensus is if you have to commit to killing the enemy anyway, the, and that LB3 only kind of tickles it, then might as well not do it. Uh, 
Sorry, could you repeat the question? So, uh, committing a caster LB3 to multiple enemies in proc, when it's something like Biblioteph, where it's only going to do 25% of his HP, even though mathematically speaking, it's more potency across the two targets than the LB3 is across the one on Guardian, how do you feel about that if you still have to commit to killing the something like the Biblioteph anyway, with, even when you caster LB3? I think the gains are a little bit diminished by the fact that you still, all that damage you're getting there is cleave, like a lot of it's cleave. So you're cutting back on cleave time. So that's taking away from the value difference between LB3 and LB, caster LB3 and melee LB3. Ultimately, what it comes down to is how long are you sitting on melee LB? Because if you're sitting on it for long, you're going to cost yourself a melee LB at the end. So it's like if you have to hold that melee LB for like a minute to be able to cleave both with a caster LB, it may not be worth it based on what you're losing at the end. So usually it's just we get LB3, we use it if we're going for an enraged push. If we're not going for an enraged push, you don't use it anyway because you're saving it for healer or tank LP. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's always yeah. true. Yeah, that was that was our general consensus. And then we got to use it to LB3 one of the fucking Void Knights. <laughs> and then we yeah. had to kill Biblio. <laughs> it didn't even fucking go to anything anyway. Yeah, I felt bad because you guys you guys barely got LB1 at the end. Fly. That was... Well, sad. Don't remind me. I didn't remind. remind I just did though. Speaking of LB, I guess that's one thing we never really hit on with Kefka is how much fucking LB you get on that fight if you just shield everything. For anyone who doesn't know this, if a shield, specifically a damage shield, saves you from fatal damage, you generate bonus LB. And considering Heartless Angel plus the meteors is always going to be saved by shields. You get a shit ton of LB pretty much every Heartless Angel, plus any other mechanic that would well, otherwise be So, Heartless Angel actually does zero damage. Like, even if you don't have shields... No, I mean the... the the Yeah, because your shields stay through it. It's percentage health damage. Like, your shield yeah, persists. I mean, there, were, there were pulls where I got no shield up. I just didn't get it up in time. Heartless Angel... Giggity. And, um... Heartless Archangel <laughs> I made hit. the face! I'm so happy <laughs> that he did it! And, uh, Heartless Archangel hits, and people would stand in the towers, and it literally just did zero. With no shield. Uh, maybe there was a DV or a shake, but I'm pretty sure that actually doesn't do damage. See, I but. feel like I've I died to that. That's I gotta look back, because I swear I've died to the meteor hit before. And not like only eating it alone taking the hit. But I feel like I've died to that meteor doing damage to me, but I'll have to double check. I, I'm pretty sure like 95% that they don't do damage, but uh, at the same time I can't rule out there being a shake or a DV on that one time. I know I didn't have sucker up a couple pulls. Messing up the text. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just messed up towers and I screwed it up. But it's but then the heads. The heads is where you make room. Getting really good at popping the heads when you're still like missing health feels real good for LB. Because a spread ad low on those heads is like an LB and a half practice. Oh, there, there were tons of polls where I got the spread ad low there and it was a crit. And I'm like, just go ahead and take your head right away. You don't have to wait. Just go get it. <laughs> it was the LB just pops up. We would actually LB in that first Forsaken some of the time because of the LB gen. We didn't have to wait for, for the like. Say what? For prog sake? No, 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 no. For prog sake, we didn't LB at all. But um, when we were nearing the Enrage, we were starting to talk about melee LB usage, and we were doing it sometimes in Forsaken. And for prog sake, it was always sit on the LB for healer LB every time. Yeah. It's always interesting to me when you can play for LB in in progression like at well after you've seen all the way to the end and how much people actively will do that obviously it's not the same as twin tanya cleaving the whole fucking group like people used to do back in turn five and i hope they weren't doing it in ultimate because that's i don't 
I don't want to do that. <laughs> did you? Did you I think some it? people. Some people probably. Did. I mean, it was a strategy back in turn five for groups that needed the the LB for Asclepius or wanted the LB three for Asclepius. And we were already. Yeah, you would just yeah. People would just stack up the whole group on a plummet and just like shield through it. Probably could do that for like a speed run, but nobody has actually, as far as I know, attempted speed runs of ultimate because that just sounds silly. Of uh, unending coil. Yeah, it's a little. There's on. There's only so much time you save doing that. You fight can already. Fast. You can already LB cheese the heck out of the uh, fireballs by just having the tanks don't stack. That's what we do. We have six people stacked for the two fireballs yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we that's do. Well, yeah, I know that's what we do because I was there. You were there. Of course. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, you know that's what we did. You were only the fucking person who put it together. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I took but yeah, I, I, always, I always find that interesting, LB, LB strats when going into Prague. Because I think a lot of people forget that you get bonus LB generation from stuff like that. Like... And it's worth mentioning that if you like Addle or, I guess what's another one? Uh, dismantle. Dismantle. Uh, like I guess yeah, reprisal or any of those. That actually isn't the same as a shield saving you. That actually makes it harder to get the LB generation. So the damage the damage actually needs to be fatal before DV Shake or Sucker are applied or or Adlo to play. Which is why it's great when you can LB3 cheese something like Biako and then instantly get an LB and a half back. <laughs> because the, uh, the tank LB3 also counts for the same thing. It counts as you a saw, shield for some reason. Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw the Mo Momo-sama actually has a, a video that's a perfect illustration of this where we uh, cheese the GA100 and A11 and we get a full LB3 bar out of the GA100 hitting. And then he does another poll where we get none. And it's basically the, almost the exact same thing happening in both polls. It was just immense what the difference was lowering the mitigation enough to where the damage would actually have killed us without the shields. It was just dramatic difference in LP gen. The, basically, if your sphincter is made tight by the mechanic, then you probably got more LB. I think it was our first... We got a crit deploy at that point, which was why it was easier for us to... like. We screwed up a bunch of the stuff, but there was a crit deploy. So it didn't matter. The skills. Okay, so I'm going to ask you about trying now. All right. What do you think of Trine? I love mechanics where the raiders see it and they're like, oh, this is easy. And then they get their head smashed. I love mechanics like that. Exaflare is perfect. This is the easiest mechanic ever. Yeah, I, I ate my words on Exaflare a few times. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what it is. Raiders eating their words is Missile, just like... Missiles in 07 was also a situation where it was talk, <laughs> talk, talk shit get hit. Yeah. So, Trine, what was... How how did that throw you for... Because I'm sure you guys thought the same thing. Oh, it's Titan Bombs. Oh, yeah, of course. That was the first thing. And then what was the reaction immediately after seeing the AoEs come off? I mean, oh, they come off the corners of the tips of the triangle. I didn't realize it for like three hours that they came off the tips. I just thought that the AoEs looked fucked up. <laughs> I just never noticed they came off the tips. It aggravated me when I figured it out. God damn it. Yeah, you're so smart. You know that? I mean, I, I it was one of those things where it just happened to see it. Geometry, man. Yeah, I was. I think it was like the second poll I saw it. I was looking at it and going, "Those are off the tips, so watch out." And then it didn't matter. People kept getting hit by it anyway. It's like, okay, yeah, just the tip. It's a it's a tough to process 
mechanic. Like, make, like in our heads, it's hard to realize where the danger zones are looking at the, at the triangles, which is really interesting. Um, I don't know why that's so hard to process, but you know, myself included, it's hard for me to see where the actual danger zones are. Yeah, in, in the kill video, you, um, you got clipped by a trine. Yeah, I did. Because uh, you can you can think you're dodging around the ones that are about to explode, but you're like trying to stay close to them because you don't want to be like all the way to the wall, and you end up getting clipped by one of the circles. That's what I noticed happen. Yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten better at it since then, but definitely, um, you think you're just going, you're just thinking in your head from like the zone of three to one. You're not actually thinking about the little edges that's that are further out, danger zones that are further out, which is the corners. I don't know. And then Big Trine's a joke. Yeah, Big Trine is way easier by comparison. Yeah, I I really like Big. I didn't like Big Trine when it was in the center of the room because that that safe zone feels a lot smaller than the one on the outside. I don't know why. It's, I don't know. Just people would be like a step off, like just tiny bit, and then they're just clipped and then dead because of the other thing that happens at the same time. Uh, then you go into so we called it Super Forsaken the. The third one, the third and fourth Forsakens. I don't know if you guys just said Forsaken three or yeah, we did. Hadn't yeah, it's not as cool as us. That's fine. All right, <laughs> uh, Super Forsaken oddly felt like at that point the easiest one. I don't know about you, but unlike Grand Cross Omega, which felt like the culmination of all, this one felt like just the culmination of the base Kafka form and all, and then Heartless Archangel. And it, it yeah, I don't know, it, this one was the easiest to figure out. I felt. Yeah, it was repeats of all mechanics we've seen before. The Grand Cross Omega, that fight was definitely Forsaken 2. Forsaken 2 was the most tricky one. The 3 and 4 were just... I was surprised you only had to do Forsaken 2 once. I, I really thought they would have made us do Forsaken 2 another time. As opposed to only a single time. That was kind of weird about the whole fight, I guess. Grand Cross Omega, you only do once. Grand Cross Alpha, you do twice, and Delta, you do twice. But you only do Omega once. And here, the Omega, technically, which would be the Super Forsaken, I'm guessing by design, you have to do twice, specifically. And it's somehow easier than the other ones. So you guys probably didn't get stuck on that one for very long. No, no. Once we, like, once we beat Forsaken 2, I want to say we were at Enrage within, like, 30 minutes. Like, it was... It was just, it was really quick. The rest of the fight was super fast after we beat Forsaken 2 because the rest was just like, oh, we know what this is. Oh, we know what this is. Oh, we know what this is. Just blasting through mechanics because they were all so easy. Yeah, it's Big Trine, Super Forsaken, all four of them, I guess. Then Small Trine, Big Trine, and Super Forsaken, and then Ultima Enrage. Ultima into Enrage, pretty much. Yeah. That's that's the weird thing about Kefka, and that's why I've been having a hard time figuring out whether I found Kefka harder, I found Neo X Death harder, is because of that blitz at the end of the fight being all so familiar. I mean, it's the same thing with Neo X Death, but for some reason, people, I guess in general, had a harder time repeating Grand Cross Alpha and Grand Cross Delta or uh, Delta Attack. Or, I don't know. Just the second half of Neo X Death, I remember a lot more disasters than the second half of 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 God Kefka. I just. I thought it was really funny because all the mechanics after the second Forsaken, there were there were a couple of mechanics that just if you didn't know what you were doing, you just kind of looked at it the floor and went oh, and then you died. <laughs> you know, like uh, we got the big trine and the safe spot was in the middle, and we were like, I don't know where to go. There's no safe spot, right? Because the triangles were all in the corners and the safe spot was in the middle. We couldn't see that the safe spot was in the middle, so we didn't know to look there. So we just kind of died <laughs> and then we saw the safe spot in the middle after the first death we we're like oh i see that that's the safe space 
And then the other one was the wings of destruction into the half, well, the half room cleave, and then one on one wing, just covered the whole arena. <laughs> oh, so you know what? We had somebody dodge that. There's like a, a second window where if you're you dodge one and you move in and you then move out, like you can actually dodge it. But we actually thought that was right. the intended way to do it at first, and then we got to it again. I was like, can we just turn the boss ninety degrees? Why the fuck do we have him lined up like this? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's fun stuff with with with, with God Kefka. So you, so you did it. You got through. You were lagging your entire pull, which is why your pull looks like bullshit from your perspective. Because one person dies, then six other people die, and it's just like, what the fuck is is is? The, I I was like, I saw that and I was like, what kind of bullshit RNG is this? They got so lucky. But you you're saying that it's only your perspective that looked like that. Yeah, I was getting that a lot where people would just teleport throughout the fight. It's really minor, so you might not see it if you were looking through the video, but lots of pulls that lock out were like that where people were just teleporting. But we didn't have VPNs on because they were where mine wasn't working when I first logged in. It disconnected me. So I just did the entire prog without a VPN, and that's awful. So But no, honestly, it paid off, it seems. I don't know, your correlation to world firsts and no VPNs, it's a pretty good ratio right now. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, so after it was all said and done, I guess technically 14 hours of, of spe specifically savage gameplay if you want to take an hour out for normal and an hour out for maintenance. And I think Neo X Death. I don't you how long did it take you to beat Neo X Death? Because it was I think it was world firsted in 14 hours, but it wasn't it was it was uh anchored who had it. For that one, if I remember yeah. correctly. So, how do you feel about them with them taking about the same time, I guess, to get world firsted? So, sorry, I don't understand the taking about the same. How, how do you feel about Neo Neo X Death Prague versus God Kafka? I guess the the culmination of the entire race being about the same period of time, despite people having their differences in opinion on difficulty. So I think that we had a lot more time to study normal mode Delta Escape, and that was actually a big factor, in at least the first two floors. But I'd say the difficulty stayed around the same. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the hours represent the difficulties between the two were a little about the same. Like this time, the fight was a little harder. We're better at our jobs because, I mean, we were brand, we were brand new Stormblood when, it, when Delta Escape went, came out still. It was only four mm -hmm. weeks in. And uh, so we're better at our jobs, and we had less exposure to normal mode. So that's where they sort of equaled out. Do you think Ultimate played a role in that at all? Definitely. Yeah, I think that's part of what made us better at our jobs. It sort of pushed us to our limits. We figured out what the jobs could do in that fight. Is there anything you would like to see in the next tier that you kind of felt was lacking in this one? Uh, you mean like the next even tier or the next Ultimate? The even, even tier. Uh, I just wish there were a few more fights, honestly. But I, and that's not, that's probably not going to happen. But I do wish. <laughs> Fly, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I think there's someone right. else who says that every fucking right. patch. Yeah. Do you know yeah, who it exactly. is? You. Oh, I was hoping you would give me a smart ass answer. <laughs> I, was ready, I, I, was, like I was all ready for it. One or two more fights would be perfect. Is just just barely too short, but I mean, this tier was really satisfying, so I can't really complain. How do you feel about the normal mode peeps not getting 
the god kafkas and what especially something like dancing mad where it's super recognizable we, we kind of touched on it earlier but we didn't ask you what you thought i i mean i i've always liked the idea that there's something to work for story-wise like that if mm -hmm. you put it in a lot of effort and time and blood and sweat into this game and like get uh, good enough to go into the savage raids and complete them that you're rewarded with something so I really like that those are gated. I think it encourages people to become raiders. And I think it's a good thing for the community. Um, yeah, that's about it, I guess. Two questions. Um, any pieces of advice, of advice for people going through Prague right now for Sigmascape? Advice to people going through Prague? Uh, don't try not to tear your group apart over mistakes. Um, let me tell you that I've seen so many groups you, like gobble each other up over the simplest things during wipes like if you screw up and you die i'm honest i just want to say like one of our polls we came back from the chimney and i freaking walked off the edge like we came back from the chimney i turned around and i walked off okay the edge. but that's funny <laughs> that, that, that's hilarious that's pretty fucking funny yeah so that definitely happened in Prague. Nobody chewed me out for it. We just kept going. And so the understanding is just that that's going to happen. People are going to do stupid mm -hmm. things. They're going to die. They're going to eat that tank buster completely unmitigated and die from full health. Stuff like that's just going to happen. And you just got to not be too hard on your friends, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, try to stay positive because groups just eat each other up. That's how most groups break is they start being too hard on each other. So I'd say the extent, the extent of it, you can dissect the death, but I remember, I'd say the most we ever said to each other was, dude, you really got to stop dying on that. And then we might like say why it happened. I know there was mm -hmm. one, there's one pull, the, so the pull before we killed 07 Savage, Red Mage died. <coughs> we thought he died because of an auto plus room wide AOE from the Air Force ad. We found out that the Air mm -hmm. Force ad he was on actually enraged like days later. So he died to the auto, <laughs> but it was because it hit him for 30k. And my chat was like flaming the red mage so hard because he died there and it was 1% and it was about to be a kill. And I was like, guys, all I'm saying is that if you're going to get auto attacked, if you're getting auto attacked, you're finding an ad that has an enrage and the boss you're trying to race in enrage, probably not going to blame the red mage for that one. <laughs> Later we found out it was a DPS thing, but like everyone in my chat immediately turned to flaming him. And I tried, and I got, and then everyone says I was flaming him for some reason, even though I was defending him from my chat. Yeah. See, like conversely, when something like that happens in our group, for example, the first thing that our healers will do—I know this from experience because it did happen—is um, we'll say, "Oh, that's our bad. We have actually flexibility in that phase to help with the ads, and we should have prioritized the higher health ones and shot more DPS spells into them." So that's that's actually fixable. And that was a mistake, mm -hmm. not just all on that one person. It's like, what can you do for the group? And if, as long as everyone in the role is asking that question, you usually do well. Um, that said, you do occasionally have people that don't belong in a raid group. But <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say that can't happen. But you just want to rule it out. <laughs> but it's not something you should evaluate in the middle of Prague. That's something you should evaluate in the middle of tiers, like between tiers. So, like when you're in, once you're in Prague, just stick it out and. Or each other. <laughs> it's it's depending. It went on what from such like a, such a, like an innocent conversation about analyzing to, and some people just don't belong. 
I kind of felt like that was a little bit of shade. That hell, that wasn't even shade. That was a total eclipse there was, there of the sun. Wasn't shade the towards fuck? any one individual, though. It was just a, it's just a general statement. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> the change of perspective between the two. Yeah, it's it's more like macro versus like micro versus macro. It's like when you're in the prog, that shouldn't be on your radar. But once you're out, you think about like macro scale. Like maybe we should shake up the roster a little bit. It happens. I'm gonna carry that with me for a while. I like that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of that. Even so, as a DPS, considering our role doesn't do jack shit except kill the boss, um, a lot of people kind of forget that there are things you can do as a DPS to make things easy. I know one big thing was when I got the burns on 07, bloodbath for every burn, pretty much because yeah. the healer. I don't need like if I because with if I did that, the healer didn't need to. The scholar didn't have to commit an XCOG to me. I just had a, I just needed a regen, and then that's it. And then it's a stack save funny funny you should bring that up we were thinking like when we were talking about like cross roles we just had a random conversation about it um bloodbath came up and we're like maybe you don't need both bloodbath i'm like no you. you motherfucker you better have bloodbath as a fucking, if you're a dps <laughs> exactly progging, if you're a dps progging on a fucking fight you better have fucking bloodbath if you're if, you, if it's on your roll actions you better have addle you better have faint arms length if you don't know if there's going to be knockbacks put that shit on before you even know until you know if you don't need it anymore. Like, your role actions are, like, super important as a fucking DPS. And, like, all your optional act, uh, actions. If you you don't do jack shit else, you might as well be do something useful. Mantra? Yes. I DPS. Yeah, so do the tanks and the healers. <laughs> and one of them and one of them got a new toy in that of inner release. So I'm fucking all worried about his DPS now. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, can you Brotherhood on the fourth GCD? Fuck. Man, those times when you, you're you as a healer, you're really stressed out, and you look over at the physical tank buster that's coming in, and you see that Palisade land on the tank, that's the real MVP right that there. Is, that is the real MVP. Right when there. you notice that you're being taken care of by your DPS, it's it really smooths things out. That's, that's teamwork. That's teamwork. Uh, we have a question from the chat for that scholar specific. Do you find any use for dissipation other than the pull? Yeah, I mean it's basically whenever you need stacks. Now, the fairy regen and like the fairies. Ideally, it's after you've popped all your skills. Like if you notice you're running low on stacks, you want to pop all the rest of the fairy abilities so they don't get wasted, and then dissipate for stacks because being able to indom every thirty seconds is really important. And being able to XCOG as often as possible is really important. And you're gonna, if you're doing all that, you're gonna run out of stacks. So in Prague, it's more of a I need stacks now um, button. And the downtime isn't so bad since they nerfed the cast time of AOS. Now it's just a GCD. And you doesn't burn your swift cast. I call so, dissipation JG Wentworth. 877 stacks now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sly, come on. Give me that one. Give me that one, Sly. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Just give it just... <laughs> All right. All right, Wookie. I Chewy, I don't I don't can just get... Come on. Give me that one. No. No. All right, I can't. On. I'll 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 get you. I'll get you sometime. Don't worry. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh okay. Uh it's it's slide. Do you have any other questions for Keo? Uh yes. I I did just ask about Prague. Um any advice on anyone who wants to throw their hat into the world? first race oh the world first race uh 
that's tough because I feel like a lot. I've been trying to get in the world first race for several years now. You know, I was mm. I I was trying since basically a realm or since realm reborn was reaching the end, and mm. a lot of it's being in the right place at the right time. But it's mostly just putting yourself out there as much as you can, putting yourself out in the world and saying like, this is something I'm interested in. Um, you know, when my groups were looking for a member and the, like the last couple tiers, when we'd be out, out looking for someone, a lot of times we'd be encouraged by somebody who was very open about, I want to do this. I'm trying really hard to put up good logs on FF logs. I'm getting, trying really hard to get into groups to clear content as fast as possible. And I'm socializing with the endgame raiders to try to make myself known that I'm, I'm here, you know, make connections. And a lot of that's just, that's getting your foot in the door. And once you're in there and you're actually preparing for prog, which is like a different question, like when you're actually trying to world first for the first time, a lot of that's just like, most of it's obvious stuff, like prepare, practice, get synergy with your group, establish like preset positions for things like protein spread. Like you want to have an idea where you're going to go. But in addition to that stuff, it's also like make sure you're eating healthy for a long time before prog because you don't want to suddenly change your diet right before prog. That's really bad. And make sure you're getting more than enough sleep. Sleep is actually like a really big deal for prog. And one of the things my group did poorly this year was when most of us didn't sleep very well. And it was really bad. I don't know. The results speak for themselves, Kyo. Uh, let me just say that if it had been more than a one-day tier, it may have been different results based on our sleeping habits. <laughs> so well, we Worry did about it. that when Ultimate comes out. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I well, the next Ultimate can't be as long of a rate tier, right? I mean, Ultimates are designed to be long, aren't they? So yeah, but then weren't they criticized for being a twenty-minute fight? Like, if you shave five minutes off the fight, maybe, maybe. Yeah, probably. Although most people got stuck at. Uh, at octet right which was 14 14 and a half minutes in yeah. <laughs> but imagine if octet was the last thing they had to know yeah i mean as long as they made it so you couldn't healer lb your way through it like it was currently oh like you could you could squeeze your way through that mechanic if you oh tried. i know you could squeeze we squeezed our way right before it keo when six of us died to a flare breath and then we had to heal her LB. oh yeah <laughs> that was on the kill that was on the kill and yeah, about the networking thing, I mean, I mean, look at me. I mean, I, <laughs> I networked the fuck out, and then Keo put together the legend crew. That's how I got carried, right, Keo? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no words! Yo, that like, was... I mean... There were three people that needed clears in that party, and for a lot of that party, it was their very second kill, and they were very shaky still, so that was not a carry. Was a solid prog group. How much yeah. rust was after that first kill, though? Was uh, there any rust? For a lot of the people in that group, there was some rust. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. for one thing, we were changing the strats a bit, so they were mm -hmm. unfamiliar. Oh yeah, everyone was used to the wall strat, weren't they? We were. We went back to the mid strat for the second trio. I know. That, I think that was one of them that we did. For some, yeah. Although most of most of the strategies, I tried to make it familiar for those people that was their second kill. So because they, I wanted them to be comfortable. So I tried to change as little as possible. But some stuff, it was like, okay, we gotta we gotta do away with that. We gotta we gotta do. Uh, I don't remember like gold, and I think we pulled it to the wall. I insisted on pulling it to the wall because it's just easier to do the exaflares at the wall. Oh yeah, having the yeah. Okay, yeah. I forgot that people that there was the the keep in mid strat, which was I always thought was kind of weird. 
it's harder to see the exaflares. It's just harder to dodge them in the middle. Oh, man, who gets hit by exaflares? Yeah. <laughs> Not- <laughs> Don't talk shit about mechanics. I've learned. I've learned, okay? I've learned. Alright, Kyo, if you say it's not a carry, I'll I'll accept your answer then. Hey man. Three people got their their legend titles on that pole that we killed in. I know. I the tornado kick was I liked it. It it crit. That always feels good. Didn't you guys kill your fucking Kefka with a tornado kick? I just remember FC chat. Tornado kick! Tornado kick! It was a tornado kick that finished him off. <laughs> crazy. Yes! <laughs> we'll chalk one up for monks. Tornado kick useful. It's like the Dark Knight argument. If it was used in, in Prague for World First, then it's good, right? <laughs> it's fun. No? Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, my push talk. Yeah, man. The tornado kick is... I mean, sometimes it's perfect. Other times you use it and it's like, oh, I get another GCD. Oops. Uh, yeah, I got two extras. Let's have some wet noodle GCDs. All right. Yeah, I had two extras on Kafka. I was like, oh, he's like, he's like, he's like less than half a percent. This will do. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. No, 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 no. Okay, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. Calm down. Calm down. All right. Uh, <laughs> is there any other questions that we have from the chat or Sly? I'm good. I told I I listen. I if I need to ask you a question, I'll find this motherfucker. All right. You just. No, I think I asked pretty much everything I want to know. All right, nothing else. You sure? This is I you'll never you'll never see him again. <laughs> Can I ask some questions to you guys? Yeah. Sure. So, what do you guys think about Sigmascape in contrast to Delta Scape and Ultimate in terms of what it does for the raid for the raid scene? Do you think it's good? Sly, you go first. In comparison to both um Delta Escape and um, Ultimate. Is this bringing in more raiders? Is it less? Is it healthy, unhealthy? I think it's a, like I felt before Sigma Escape, we, we saw a lot of people, you know, looking for raid groups, looking for looking for new statics, everything. Um, I kind of feel like Ultimate. Ultimate really wasn't a deterrent. It was just. It was gated. It was gated correctly, but it was still gated. And a good portion of the community couldn't, you know, do it because they were still progging in in Delta Escape. Um, I think think the... Yeah, yeah, I think the raid environment right now is pretty much healthy. It got a little bit healthier with Sigma Escape. Um, Mechanically speaking, like you were saying, the, the fights could be... Some of the fights could be better. Uh, seven, to me, mechanically speaking, was the best fight. Uh, even though, I wait still till you're done with eight. It. I still think seven. I still kind of agree with you, but eight's gonna fucking make you tear your what you know what little hair that you keep on your head out. Now, looking forward, moving forward, I like a future ultimate. I think it'll probably keep the raid environment in the same place and. Um, depending on what we're getting for the next year, I don't know. Um, you might see a little more interest in raid, but right now it's, I think it's pretty healthy where it's at. I, I'm glad they did this after everything that was Alexander. Alexander was a roller coaster of emotions in every way. Gordius was just as much as I love a three. I'm not 
99% of the player base who it ruined their fucking game pretty much. And then a and then if A3 didn't do it, A4 did. Even for the people who beat A3 early, A4 ruined your fucking game for you because it was just such a fucking boring fight. Then A6. And then A6 ruined it again for a lot of people. But A but Midas was like for me the perfect difficulty. Like that would be where I'd personally love to see Savage every time. Mm-hmm. But I still recognize that Midas, because of how annoying Midas was, and the fact there was no mount for A8 Savage, the number of A8 Savage clears is lower than like any other fucking raid tier. Even even mm-hmm. Manipulator has, I think, more recorded kills than than that. And then you see Creator, and it seems like it's a disappointment. But when I think of all the new people that started playing from Stormblood, if it, I would think of the confidence if somebody said, hey, should I even try raiding? It seems really daunting. And for me to finally be able to go, yeah, you know what? Do it. You shouldn't, if you practice, you won't have, you shouldn't have a problem. Just have have the right mindset and you'll go in. The fact that for the first Mm -hmm. time, I think since, God, I don't even know how long I could actually say that to people felt really good. And I know a lot of people that said, I've never raided before. I started raiding because of Delta Scape and I, and, or now I started raiding in Sigma Scape. The fact that Mm -hmm. they've had confidence, even if it's because the fights are, I guess, easier than they used to be. The fact that people are encouraged to try means that some people they do they unlock their hidden potential once they get in once they start like then they go okay i was in a casual group and now i, I kind of want to go a little bit more hardcore and if you don't have that what ends up happening is what happened when we were trying to recruit for midas after gordius all the raiders had given up all the good raiders were bored and all the and all the would have maybe been good raiders never beat a3 so they weren't even on the recruitment table half the time that fucking destroyed i remember conversations recruiting but there's no one to fucking recruit Nobody's fucking raiding because Alexander Gordius destroyed the raid scene. Yeah. And this undid that. When people, like, uh, I'd say a reasonable amount of people beat Ultimate. And I think it's because Sigmascape encouraged them and taught them that, hey, they wanted something a little bit more. I do think that we need more bosses for difficulty curve purposes. Not necessarily for more difficulty, but for an actual curve that, like, maybe eases people in a little bit more. But... Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's right. I think that just because it gets beaten a day doesn't mean that should be what people focus on. You need to focus on everything. The scene. The scene is what matters. I think Sigma Escape and Delta Escape and Ultimate are actually all in the right place to do it. They just need some minor adjustments. Yeah, and I actually don't think anybody has a problem with the one-day kill time anymore. I think that's yeah. gone. Like the reason everybody was so upset was because that was all we got for six months. It's like we got this tier, it's dead in a day, and then see you in six months, see you in half a year for more raid content. That's how it was. And now it's like, oh, well, in three months we'll get a real challenging tier. So it's And you had like, to beat this to get to that real challenging tier. Yeah. Worth remembering you do you will need to beat in Sigma Scape Savage in the next ultimate for anyone who doesn't know. You won't need Delta Scape, but you probably you'll need Sigma Scape, almost definitely. I doubt they ungate that, which would seem to be one of the things you said before. Like maybe if people could try Ultimate without needing it, they might. I don't know. I, I feel like it's almost no business being an Ultimate if you haven't beaten Savage, but it seems like that was the point you were trying to make earlier that if people maybe had more yeah. access to it, they might have a, a prolonged interest in pursuing it versus needing mm-hmm. to go through Delta Scape first. I don't know. That's not how I feel. I feel like if you're not motivated enough to get through the easy raid tier, you're not going to be nearly motivated enough to get through the ultimate raid tier. Yeah, true. 100%. Uh, 
there's so there's an interesting question that's being asked in chat by Narnan that brought up a point I haven't seen anybody talking about, but it's one of the things I'd really like them to change mm -hmm. about the raid tier. And that's that if they made it so that normal mode was delayed instead of savage mode being delayed. <laughs> like what if, just a big what if, what if savage came out and then two weeks later normal mode came out? So I've always been on the on the fence about that, but I eventually lean towards being perfectly okay with it. I feel that most content in the game is is gated towards, or I guess geared towards with the normal mode, where normal mode sits difficulty wise anyway. So, mm -hmm. and it kind of makes the story one of the more valuable things for the first two weeks. People who really want to get that story, the first two, it, I, it's something that's it, it depends on if you give a shit about the story. But I remember going through Coil and everyone being like, alright, I'm shutting you all the fuck up, I'm watching the cutscene. Alright? It's like the opposite of, of normal mode now where it's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Don't watch it. Watch it after we fucking world first. So fucking hurry up. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Whereas even if you were world first racing in Coil, people were like, oh, fucking this is what I world firsted for. This is, this is what we were doing it for, alright? I need to see this cutscene right now. So... Yeah. I uh, I actually do kind of like the the idea, but at the same time, there's the other side of it where some people want normal mode gear before they go into Savage, and then them waiting two mm -hmm. weeks is, is dead time for them, and you know, and then all you have is Biako if you're not doing it. So, well, the alternative could be that like you delay it by a day instead of a week or two. Weeks. But yeah, I mean, it'll be cleared in a day, so I guess. <laughs> I mean, you do it. Uh, that, you do it like a uh, crafting weekly used to be on like Thursday. It would there just it would shake things up a bit. I think it'd be interesting. So I was just I don't see very many people talking about that. So better bring it up. Yeah, it's been a long time since the topics come up. I'm still waiting for people oh, to yeah. bring up the topic of going back to the brute justice way of doing savage and not the neo X death way of doing savage, where there's a th like a three minute phase that's exclusive, but not necessarily a whole fight, which I think has mm -hmm. its own merits and demerits as well. Also, so they don't just keep doing a 60%. Because if Omega enrages at 60% and becomes super Voltron Omega after, I'm going to be like, all right, come on now. Like, <laughs> you need to fucking come up with a different... Like, it was a fun idea the first time. It kind of was okay the second time. You can't do it three times in a fucking row. Uh, it, would be, it would be the fourth time. Before. Are you including Ultimate? Yeah, Ultimate is a 59%. Yes, technically. I mean, there was never... That fight was never though that way to begin with. Though. Like, there was never a Twin Tanya mm -hmm. plus Nail phase to begin with at the same time. Like, I don't know. I, I don't look at it the same way. Look at Golden as a brand new experience compared to the original. But... I was just referring to the Bahamut 60% push, though. Like, there is oh, a 60% Oh, I didn't even push. think about that. Yeah, you mean for before going into the ad phase and Golden Bahamut. Yeah. yeah, stop using 60%. We fucking see through your shit, all right? <laughs> you can't keep using 60%. You can't just keep repeating that. Like, it's great when a formula works and 14 is built off formulas, but every time they shake it up outside of Diadem, it's generally works. That's like, I guess that's like the only time other than Lord. So maybe not the best. Yeah. You got Eureka in four weeks. We'll we'll see if they learn. It's in Sly, shut the fuck up. It's in four weeks. I haven't said a guy. The live letter is you gave me the look that it's you gave me the you gave me the I'm calling it the four point three look. <laughs> no, it has it has a name. It has a name. It's the four point no, it's Saturday is the live letter about it, Sly. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna fly to North Carolina. I have gonna, not gonna, said a goddamn gonna, thing, I'm gonna, Happy. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna piss in your grits. 
Listen, I'm just, I'm warning you. Don't tempt me. <laughs> I know you like point threes more than anyone else, but this is not a case where it works. All right. I, I, st I still haven't said anything happy. <laughs> you gave me the look. Misplaced though. anger. You gave me it's the misplaced look. anger. No, it's, God placed, damn it. it's in the right place. <laughs> not saying it doesn't mean you're not thinking it. I and mean, I can see what you're thinking. Okay. Yeah. Any other questions, right. Kia? No, I think I think I'm good. I think you're good. You don't you don't you don't want to throw your hat in the Eureka conversation? Oh boy. I don't know what I would ask. I'm sort of, <laughs> sort of black box, right? Are you even gonna do Eureka? Like Hell yeah, I'm gonna do Hell you know, yeah! <laughs> you sound way more excited about it than most people. I mean I'm the I'm the I'm in deep, man. You know me and Chia work on achievements together. Oh so. god, I forgot about Chia. How could I forget about Chia? Chia was following me when I was hunting the other day. He was he would fly behind me, but like out of sight, and then I'd turn around and I'd just see him in the air. And he'd be like, Don't worry about me. <laughs> like, Chia. Chia, you're never gonna get this tiger anyway. Give up. You and him are never getting that tiger, Kia. You guys do not like hunting enough. Oh no, it's not about it's not about the tiger, dude. It's about efficiency. Achievement points per unit time, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> There's achievements for a hundred and two hundred of them though. Yeah, I I've gotten those though. Like I got all the I got all the affordable ones. I'm just not gonna get the tiger. He needs to be on the fourteen hour live stream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Chia well, I think Chia, Chia could 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 do it for, for fourteen hours. He'd be like, Okay, how many achievements? Can I get in 14 hours? He's a monster. You guys are fucking maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> There's not even, they're not even good achievements. They're such shitty achievements, and you still do them. I don't know how you do it. They're reworking the achievement system soon, though, apparently, with yeah, new I, exciting achievements. I like the point system they've added and the fact that they actually give us something to buy with it now. So. Too bad we have all that shit because we've been playing this game for four years. Well, no, they added the the mount, right? The yeah, the, the claw. That's like the thing. first thing they've added. The claw and the minion, the co the the Koba Inu or something. Yeah. yeah, they're giving us stuff now, stuff to use. It's gonna be excited. Like, I don't know when we'll have. Well, I don't know. By the time by the time we go through all those, we're gonna have like we're never gonna be out of achievement certificates. I feel we need better achievements, yeah. more fun achievements. We need we need raid achievements. Well, you don't like getting a thousand Astrologos wins? I don't like getting ten. <laughs> I didn't have enough. I barely, I barely got over ten of them before I said I'm done with this. <laughs> I have five. Yay. Yeah, you see, you get the claw for less achievement tokens than you get by the time you get to level 40 on your first job. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to not really be gated, right? So. No, not at all, apparently. All right, well, I think if uh, Sly doesn't have anything, I don't have anything, and, and Keo doesn't have anything, I think we can wrap this one up. Again. Yes, we can. All right, so before we do our outros, I'm going to do our sponsor thank now, because I'm tired of Sly grilling me when I when I do it at the end, because he's afraid. I'm When's gonna... the last time I've grilled you about this? It's the last time I almost forgot at the end of the show, <laughs> and I never forgot that look. Exactly. Yeah. See? Okay. Fair point. Yeah, fair point. So uh, this is, uh, we have a bunch of sponsors over on Patreon to combat hashtag demonetized, which, you know, that's, what are you going to do? It's just, it's been happening, right? Blood. 
Thanks. I mean, we said cocaine at the start of the show, but yeah, we'll we'll throw that one in there as well. But they they won't catch that one uh, that one till later. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. All right, let me make sure that my list is accurate here. Yeah, it looks to be uh, mostly in place. So just noticed that the outro is not 100% correct, but luckily I can fix that before we switch to it. So uh, I'm actually going to start by thanking our patron of light. I'm going to thank him first, uh, Kuja Cross of Genova. We don't have Mary here this week, unfortunately. So uh, I guess... You can't uh, do the Jesus voice. I mean, I could... Uh, I've got like a coffee cup here from this morning. I could, I could do like... The patron of light. Oh, yes. The patron of light. Now you just sound like Bane. That's the, the point. I, that's I'm 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 doing that's Bane. I'm Bane's doing, not Jesus. I mean, have you seen how much Tom Brady had to work out for or whatever his fucking name is? What's the actual actor's name? It's not Tom Brady. Tom Brady's fucking that's football. That's why he's on my mind. Hardy, Tom Hardy, Hardy, Hardy. That's why. Yeah. Tom Brady's. On <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Tom Brady's what on my mind because Tom Bowl. Brady Bane. Yeah, Holy Tom shit. Brady would play a great Bane. I'm convinced. I'm convinced of that. All right, so uh, thank you to him first. Then we have our standard sponsors. We have uh, Kat Ayoshi from Kujata. We have, I mean, my list is all kinds of fucked up still from the beginning of February. Here we go. We have Kefir and the Gray Eagles on Exodus. We have Skia Symphonia from Ragnarok, Rylanator, Westos, the Purple Warrior, Razef, and Yadric Red Seal on Exodus. Lexi Valentine, Mentar, and the Revivist FC on Zodiac. We have Marsh Techie, Sour Cream and Chives from Genova, Renault, Chikara, uh, Goisha Valfer of Siren, Hirschfirsch of Fairy, Siren from Zodiac, and the Phoenix Danford Company on Goblin. And then we have our elite sponsors. We have uh, Azkin Hawk from Shiva. We have Kraz015, Oscar, Mustang, the Serenity FC on Ultras, Kiriyoshi and the Reckless Tea Party FC on, and I have the F. See, it's, it's listed in one place on Cactar. There we go. Uh, Kakazuma, Valestra of Fanfrit, uh, Noctis, Cordis of Excalibur, um, Ignis Fairgun from Diablos, Corvus of Moonscar, Nakanyami of Balmung, Janu Odin of Tonberry, Spike, Pretty Rudiger, Private Mikey, Aqua Sacrifice, Nadine Kurosama, Killer Hackman, Raul Jr., Killtastic Jones, Arthur Emil, Gaming Bishop, and Tin Colossus. So thank you to all of our sponsors. Again, if your name wasn't on that list, be sure to send me a message uh, if you're someone who qualifies for the State of the Realm shoutouts. And make sure I don't fuck it up again next week because I've been full of technical difficulties today. And that's just another one to chalk up onto the list. Now, Keo, why don't you uh, tell them where they can find you at if... What the hell happened here? You're going to be able to tell them in a second. I mean, you could just tell them from that screen. But I realize that your uh, <laughs> your face doesn't scale quite well on the on the other scene the scene where the, it looks good in the box but it doesn't scale very well and uh-huh. the, the other things so i'm making it scale better and then your name's also just straight up not pop- this thing doesn't like me today man i'm a fucking mess today sly sly when are you taking over? incident when are you taking over the show sly never no come on i think you could do this better than me no all right, so I'll just keep memeing on you then. Keo, where can they find you at? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at uh, I don't I'm not super active, but I'm definitely watching. Uh, there's underscores around my name, so underscore Keonu underscore. You can see it on the screen. Um, also in game on the Gilgamesh server, I I like being talked to. So if you send me a tell, I'll probably say hi. Um, yeah, those, and then the Elysium Discord are the three best places to find me. When he streams, when Ultimate comes out, he's going to stream carrying a bunch of groups, including mine. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I do stream sometimes on twitch.tv slash Keonu as well. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty damn good to watch. Take it from me. Just believe in me, please. 
I got words. All right. Anyway, Sly, where can they find you at? Should they so desire? You you can find me at twitch.tv slash Sly, a.k.a. Great Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. You can find me on Instagram at Sly, a.k.a. Great Fox 07. YouTube.com slash The Velvet Room. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And, and where can they me? find you? I wasn't sure. See? Last, last, see? Week, last week, see? you left me hanging. Ah, ah. Last week, you left me hanging. Uh, so I've got a few things to say. First of all, you can find me, Mr. Happy 1227, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Mr. Happy 1227, all the same. Two, I would like to apologize. My beard has gotten so long, I've gotten into the bad habit of combing it. And I was combing it the entire, entire show. I just got, at one point, I just did this. And I just let go just because I was like, oh, I can <laughs> I can do that. And third of all, I'd like to say I'd like to give a special shout out to Keo. Layla tweeted something. Uh, I think it was like the day after you got World Prog. And it was how much of a pleasure you are to raid with. I think you guys have gotten the idea, but Keo is a goddamn pleasure to raid with. And if you ever have the pleasure of doing so, treasure it. Because you don't know when he'll have to wait till he carries you in ultimate. <laughs> to raid with him again. Thanks, Habs. <laughs> it was a good time. Like I think, I think back to to Gordius and like I remember we all had a lot of fun in that group. Except Jan. I don't know if he ever had fun, but <laughs> it's hard to tell with him whether he was having fun or not. But uh, I look back at those times and those he said it before the show started. Those are some of my fondest memories, and I was raiding with Keo then. So that's uh, that's a, a big love shout out from Daddy Habs. See, Thank Lemon you says you much. saved his raiding life. <laughs> He's gonna commit raiding Sudoku here. And uh, then you saved him. Oh. You saved Lemon Peppa, the world first wow. Susano hard mode from Elysium. Sounds like I need to raid with Keo now. You will, and then you <laughs> won't go want to go back to your normal teams. <laughs> Keo, Keo, Keo transcends expectations. You're like, oh, well, I remember when Keo did it, and you're just, and then it's just like, no, <laughs> no. I just like to raid, man. I yeah, just get yeah, around a lot. Yeah. It's and only God knows how many ultimate clears you have under your belt. Enough. I don't have all the weapons yet, though. I still need a few more. He needs. Well, luckily, you'll be. I'm sure you'll be practicing in there before 4.3 comes out. Probably. I don't say you know you well. I mean, we've done that fight to death, but yeah, probably. Like you haven't done the other fights to death, just more, just more recently. Listen, if I didn't. I didn't think I could actually be sick of that instance, but I've done it so much. I think I'm actually sick of that instance. I think as soon as you cleared it in the group that you made for for the Hap Legend group, I think that was your tipping point. Because <laughs> you were, you sounded so happy when we beat it, but I could tell like that was it. You're, <laughs> No. Yeah, that was the breaking point. I was like, I'm, I'm done with ultimate. That's it. That's it. I, you completed your goal. Good run. Yeah, you could be your own <laughs> ultimate boss one day. That's fine. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to move on over to a short post show so Slack can get started on his stream in like five minutes, and then I can go eat. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again to our sponsors. We'll see you next week to talk about the live letter about Eureka, Sly. The Eureka live letter is <laughs> on Saturday, and we're going to be talking about it on the next show because it's coming out. Kia, thank you for joining us. Thank you both for inviting me. Uh, it was a real pleasure. My first time on the show, too, so thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, and shout out to Layla, whose diss track wasn't complete, so he couldn't come on today. No Taco Bell for you. <laughs>
on that note, well, I got your Taco Bell post show right now. So uh, we'll see. We'll see you next week for that show about Eureka Sly. See you next week, everyone. <laughs>